Max does say on top of the fact, bam, we're live on top of the fact that Max says that, uh, he does say he balances out one of the most insane things I've ever heard about CrossFit, uh, by saying that this was the best open ever. I, I don't know if he's on drugs or what, but, uh, he does say that at nine twenty in that video that, uh, CrossFit's in a crisis of culture or culture crisis, that they have a crisis of culture. Meaning well, that that's, that's more or less what Andrew's been saying too. Yeah. Hi, Claire. Claire? Mm. No. Mm. Sorry. Oh, but we heard something. We heard like a... Mm, mm. Hey, guys, she came on... Oh. Uh, she came on early to test her shit out, just so you know. So don't think that, like, Claire just shows up late and her shit doesn't work. Uh, Mr. Halpin. Hi. Oh, that's nice. Can't hear him either. Oh, I can't... Halpin? Halpin, did you talk? Oh no, can't hear him either. Guys, go to your uh, go to your settings, and then go to audio, and just make sure the right mic and the right speaker is chosen. Oh, do you know how happy Claire is right now that Halpin shit in the bed too? She's so stoked. She's like, yeah. <laughs> Who invited? Does mine work? Oh, there you go. I'll yeah, yours works. I think Claire's is the one that's buzzing. Hey, right dude, uh, th there's some sounds coming from Claire that makes me sound like she could get electrocuted. Like she's sitting in a bathtub <laughs> and she has her like her blow dryer plugged in next she's to her. Probably like. in her. She's probably in her ice barrel. Yeah. Are you in an ice barrel, Claire? Can you hear us, Claire? No. My favorite kind of co-host, one that doesn't talk. Uh, is that why you keep Caleb around? Yes. Um. <laughs> I, I, I will say this, though. Uh, Brandon, may, maybe just Max was trying to sound crazy because Brandon really shined in that show. Is that the guy's name? The, Brandon. the blonde? What's Brandon. his name? Brandon. Brandon, Brandon, yeah. Brandon, yeah. Yeah, he really shined. Um, okay. Uh, what's interesting, too, is Max gave this year's Open an 8 out of 10, which is like a C-plus or a B-minus, but then he also called it the best Open ever. I, I just – I don't I, – I don't understand. And then I also listened to um, – the, the podcast of very not fucked up or whatever that, that podcast that Pat Sherwood and Adrian Bosman do on beyond very, the whiteboard, very not random, not very not sport. random. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have to tell you guys, first of all, before I start about my biases, I cannot stand beyond the whiteboard. And, and uh, I am uh, Pat Sherwood on my list of favorite people is, um, uh, is he's not on that list. He's on my fist list of least favorite people. So if you hear any biased in my voice, in my analysis today you should know that i do have that uh that biased and for for the obvious reasons that you guys all know already i would say this during uh yeah. 2000 i do like max el hodge though i do like max el hodge but he is gonna have to take an ass pounding tonight go ahead <laughs> well everyone has their night yeah I, from like 2015 through 2018 i did learn a lot about the crossfit methodology from pat sherwood Cool. I, I listened to that podcast today, very not random, and it sounded like it was just a mashup of all of all the lines I've ever heard Pat Sherwood say. Like his shtick is completely the same, and I got nothing from it, although he was on there with Adrian, and I enjoyed listening to Adrian speak. And I'll tell you another bias I have. I love Adrian to death. To, to, so someone goes, hey, you're not a journalist the way you're biased towards Adrian. You're 100% right. I am not a journal, journalist, not even in the slightest, not even a tiny bit. And I would say that, <clears throat> to some extent, the way that you feel about Pat, which is what I well, what I'm hearing you say is that I don't respect him at all, zero. 
Yeah. Well, we all hear that. And okay. I, I, what I'm also hearing is that he's not, you know, he like his um his the process of thinking about the sport is not evolving as as the community and the and time evolves and the sport evolves. And I think that there's an element of that that is showing in the way that all of the higher higher ups in CrossFit games team right now are running things is that there's a little bit of a disconnect between what they think it should be because they've been around for so long and what it's become and that what it's become. And, and while they, I think they're struggling to find the harmony there. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, don't b- bury uh, my cock in her, uh, donation for Caleb to stay a dollar 99. Uh, it's a nice sentiment, but um, we're going to need a few zeros added on there, but thank you. I, I don't mean to kick a gift horse in the mouth or whatever the fuck that, that thing is give me a cheeseburger at mcdonald's yeah there you go look at claire we can see claire still in the back and i just saw her petting her mic like that like that's i like that she was like hey hey come on baby work for me claire do you want us to bring you on try you one more time hi hey claire what do you think claire oh does she know she's on no i don't don't think she can hear us so uh caleb can you private chat her and tell her like she could come on I'll work like, on it. Okay, cool. All right. You're a good dude. Okay, Barry. Uh, but before we just tear into this thing, um, can, can we look at the leaderboard and just do some friendly, um, like, yeah, like love sure. on the people There's who really... are, do- yeah, just to love on some of the people. I just want to, can we just pull up the game's website and just love on some of these people before we just fucking <clears throat> lose our shit? I, I mean, I, I really, you know, what's crazy is I thought the show was going to start an hour ago because I had the time wrong. Go figure. And That's then never so, happened before. And then, so you know what I did Cover. since I was an hour early? I literally sat with my back against a wall and, and just breathed for like 30 minutes. I just stayed, and I was just like, oh, Sevi, let it go, man. In a wall sit? Yeah, just, yeah, just like, a, you know, in the lotus position, but kind of lazy with my back <laughs> against the wall. Sun, you know, sun on my back. It was a set setting sun. And I'm like, just chill, man. Peace and love to Sherwood and to be Can on the Can you reenact that? Hire a photographer to take a picture of it and make it, it a just, thumbnail was, for one of your live like, shows. I was just like this, you know? Just, hmm. And then, fucking, as soon as I came out of that, I was like, nope, Venom's still there. I feel like I need to go get myself <laughs> on podcast shirt and bring it on because isn't that how you're sitting for that? Yeah, that's like, but just, but there's grenades just dropping all around me. Uh, Wad Zombie, starting OnlyFans, Caleb. That one guy sells his underwear for big bucks, $4.99. Wad Zombie. Hey, Wad Zombie, I, I saw, I got an email that you mailed me some new cards. I am pumped. Okay. Uh, Mal, Mal O'Brien, a g- good honor, man, right? What a One beast. of the cards that you probably got mailed is on this list right here. Oh. It's not Mal O'Brien, though. Please tell me it's a Paige Powers or Emma Lawson card. Ariel Lowen. Oh, that'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's a photo of her on the back there, uh, on the back, pregnant. I have a thing for pregnant women. I'm really, I'm really into Tia now that she's pregnant. That's how you spent your last hour just watching Tia's 23.3 <laughs> I, I'm so fascinated by pregnant women, like working out. It is. I, thought, I sat in the lowest lotus position while the sun was setting and watched Tia pregnant working out for an hour. <laughs> it, it, it's like it has that that uh, Logan Aldridge effect, you know what I mean? Like like the one arm guys working out and the pregnant women, they kind of fall in that same like category of like, are you kidding me? This is incredible! Ah, wow, that picture on the back though, that is beautiful. Thanks. Is a uh, 
Tyler Watkins has a lot to do with that. Um, How's that spinning thing happening? Can we, I want one of my shirts that's for sale to spin like that. How come my shit doesn't spin like that? Only the best. Wow. All right. Uh, okay, uh, Mal O'Brien, we're happy with this, right? I mean, this is like a no-brainer. This is this is this is the f- the future is here. Well, click on click on her profile and mm-hmm. take a look at how she's done in the open historically. I mean, we've mentioned it. She's only had three opens in the two opens in the uh, elite division, and she's pretty good. Yeah, this, the, the twenty twenty one one actually counts because it's the same uh, workouts that they did. So there's no surprise that Mel O'Brien is winning the Open. I would say more surprising is how close Paige Powers was to her. Is um, okay, and and I'm excited to talk about that. It, uh, historically, Fraser did great in the Open, right? Pretty good, yeah. And Rich did great in the Open, right? Yeah, I mean, all of his finishes combined through 12 Opens are <laughs> summatively lower than his finish this year. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, and we'll talk about that too. And uh, and, and T has done great in the open, right? Yes. After her first couple of years, yeah. But she had an interesting, uh, like, she was consistently getting better up until the point that she won. I mean, Mal has basically just inserted herself into uh, top two position from the onset. And and, and what about uh, Justin Medeiros? Uh, <clears throat> how's he do? I wrote an, actually wrote an article for Morning Chalk Up last year or the year before that talked about games champions and the relative open finishes. He had a, one of the worst open finishes prior to his first games win after his second, after that win, the next year he had a really good open finish and then he went on to win the games again. And now he's regressed back to what would be one of the lowest games finishes for a games champion. If he goes on to win this year, yeah. So, so he's, uh, but I think that Justin Medeiros, as long as we're talking about him, is very, very aware of how good Roman and Ricky already are and how good they'll be come August. And that he, I, I would, I would venture to say that he believes he needs to be better this year if he's going to three peat than he was either of the last two years. Yeah. Maybe that means that the peak is slower and longer throughout the season. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm going to do? That's, uh, that's 10 20. Uh, JR is that a record? Is that a record? I don't know if it's a record, but JR Hall has spoken uh, ten twenty. Has Halp, Halpin? Have you have you said a word yet? Yeah, he's probably just, probably just testing my mic. <laughs> no, no, he was craving <laughs> McDonald's cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Paige Powers. I saw Mike C in here. I think he even donated money to it. Uh, I think Paige Powers is the next champion. God, that would be that'd be crazy if the next champion came out of the Mayhem Empire. Well, t- take a look at her performances here, because <clears throat> obviously 137 points, pretty low. And, um, okay, I'll look at them myself. Yeah, please. <laughs> I, I think Caleb's fiddling with Claire. Uh, Caleb, are you going to, Caleb, you have to bring Claire in, okay? Because I'm, I'm, I'm stopped looking at her. Okay. Or, or she can ping one of us to bring her in if she needs to be brought in. What you'll see with, Thank Paige, you. With, yeah. with, with Paige's scores there, she was 18th on the first workout, 90th on the first part of the second workout, 25th on the lift, and 4th on the final workout. And I would say if you're trying to be competitive at the games, this is a very good indicator because even though that, uh, running, that running and burpee test is low compared to the other ones, what she's demonstrating here is ring muscle-ups are not an issue for her, strict handstand push-ups are not an issue for her, barbell cycling at moderate to heavy loads is not an issue for her, and she's strong enough. And all of those things will add up to success at the games over time. Uh, how old, Brian? Uh, 20, maybe 20 now. 
Okay, so young. Twenty it says here on her profile, yeah. A seedling. Crazy. Yeah, you know, and to Brian's point, like especially with the thruster, the fact that she didn't mail it in on the first one and maybe not had a huge score comparatively worldwide. There were lots of people who chose one or the other part of that workout to excel at. So a lot of the people that knew they weren't going to be able to lift a lot just went as hard as they possibly could and buried themselves on the thruster. I'm, I'm sorry, on the burpee shuttle run. And then juxtaposed to people who were just like, hey, I'm, I know I can hit a big lift. And she still finished, what, 13th on the lift, which is crazy. And, and, and second overall. Yeah, yeah, and if you're just looking yeah. at a, a head-to-head against Mel O'Brien, she beat her on two of the four workouts. Wow. Wow. Uh, she beat her by one second on the last workout. She lost by 20 reps on the first workout, so it's not like a one-to-one comparison. She lost by 25 reps on the second workout and outlifted her by 11 pounds. So, you know, but it is still, you know, it's one of those things like when we were, you know, when we were, when Tia was winning for all these years in a row, it was really hard to find anyone or Matt that was beating them on multiple events, period. And, uh, and Halpin, wouldn't you agree that uh, the, the wins over Mao will be more significant in a games field and a games type scoring than out here in the open with only yeah, 20 gals or 30 or 40 gals involved? Yeah, because if you look at like Mao's lift, she's 107th and Paige is 25th or, or something like that. So, like, she would excel way further in a games type lift than, than, well, I mean, it depends on the lift maybe, but yeah, she would, she would jump way ahead in that case. How, how is, uh, how is Mao's health? Does anyone, does it, does anyone have a pulse on her? Does any information leak out of there at the HWPO? I, I mean, like finally I heard, uh, I heard Fraser's injured. I don't know if anyone cares, but I heard his knees all fucked up, but uh, how's Mal? Do, do we know anything about her other than what's, I mean, I spent a little bit of time with her in Omaha and, and spent a lot of time with Jake Marconi and Matt O'Keefe. And uh, she feels great. I mean, yeah. everything's on track. And and, uh, and she's getting better? It's like obvious where she's getting better? Do you think she embarrassed um, I mean, Danielle look, Brandon? Do you think it's embarrassing what happened to Danielle Brandon out there? No, and I had said immediately after that, I thought Danielle had 60 to 90 seconds that she could make up. She actually ended up making up nearly two minutes on her performance there. And that's not uncommon. I mean, we, we see a lot of times that the top level athletes that'll go and do those open performances. And one of two things happen. Either they do what Velner and Roman did and they said, ah, whatever. I know it's not my best. I know there's people that will beat it and they'll learn from my mistakes, but I'm just going to let it ride because it's not a big deal. Or they go back and they usually obliterate their score or their time. And that's what um, Danielle did. I haven't seen her whole video, but I was able to, she posted like the last six snatches and it looks like more like what you would expect. Um, you know, you, when you're when you're going head to head in front of hundreds of thousands of people uh, against you know someone who's the best in the world at the open, it's really easy to fall into the trap of racing her early. And if you do that in the first two rounds, there you can pay for it on the back end. Yeah, that's uh, a big part of like that sixth. I mean, she had that workout for what twenty minutes before she hit sixth in the world, and then she didn't repeat it. So, uh, explain that to me. Sorry, that's over my head. Say that one more time. Explain that. What, what are you saying? She only had the work. She did the workout live, right? So right. she got six without a repeat. Like all these other, uh, uh, all these other athletes, including Danielle, they had 24, 48, 72 hours to figure out a game plan. And then, yeah. Yeah. yeah and all their coaches are using them to write down pace strategies to know like, 
checkpoints of what time they need to be picking up the third bar, what time they need to be snatching the first rep on the last bar, all that kind of stuff based on their performance. And there's like, there's no doubt about it. If you sort by the, the finish, the f- two of the women that beat her beat her by one second and another one beat her by 11 seconds. We know she had multiple no reps there on the, on the live open performance in addition to not having any time to prepare and, and study someone else's work. So I think, you know, I don't know if she'd beat Danny Spiegel and Brooke Wells time, but no doubt in my mind, she could easily have the third best time on this workout with very, very little uh, effort relative to what she did the first time. And in all fairness, we don't know if she actually redid it or not. Maybe she did redo it and didn't get a better time. And, uh, and, but, uh, and I'd ask Jr. this, um, Brian is saying that, hey, there's a lot of pressure to do it in front of 100,000 live uh, viewers. But, hey, isn't that what's going to happen at the games? Isn't that what's going to happen? Like, I think is, is it I, now showing that she can perform seeing a workout for the first time under pressure and Danielle may be saying, hey, I can't? No, no, what I was saying is that the pressure for Danielle is not necessarily that there's 100,000 people. It's that there's 100,000 people watching you go head-to-head against the best in the world at these style of workouts. Okay. And so it's easy to fall into the trap of like, I don't want to get so embarrassed and fall behind the pace immediately. And so like even da- Danielle said, she's like on the first set of wall walks, even like I was already feeling the pace from her. I don't want anyone to think that under any circumstance that Claire's uh, issues are an accident. We always sa- sabotage the minorities and the marginalized on this show. Always. We do not set them up for success. And we have people that handle that so we can get the credit for inviting her on, but don't actually have to have her. Hello? On. I, I, wow. And bam, just like that. There you are. Hey, you sound good. Nope, you're gone. Damn. No, that was an awesome. She's not. She's not? I just heard Claire, her Claire, say something. Oh, I see what she's trying to do. She's doing the video and, but she's on the call. But oh, wow. What is she doing? I can hear her, Mike. Claire, can you hear us? No, she can't hear us. Okay, fine. Okay. Oh, no. Up, and there she goes again. Bye. Uh, Danny Spiegel absolutely murdered it, huh? Yeah. Any and surprise there? And Brooke Wells. Crazy. I would say yes and no for surprise on Danny Spiegel. I mean, I, I uh, we've talked about before that there was a handstand walking over obstacle course and snatch workout at Wadapalooza in 2019 that she just obliterated. Honestly, it's one of the most impressive live performances I've seen from any athlete anywhere. So the fact that she would be good at these two things is not necessarily surprising. However, as soon as the workout came out, I just took a, a, a shot in the dark and said, I thought Tolomora Kinyo and Mal O'Brien might win this workout worldwide. And I got hundreds of people responding to me telling me I was wrong. I can't remember, and maybe I'm forgetting, but I can't remember anyone saying Danny Spiegel's name. So the fact that she won the workout in hindsight doesn't seem that surprising, but I don't know if anyone was thinking about her as the worldwide winner on this before it happened. And not by a little bit either. No. Right. I mean, there's a massive drop off after her and Brooke to the other other women, especially given the time domain. Who's this girl down uh, like in ninth? Lexi Neely. Who's that? Um, I don't know too much about Lexi, but if I I think that she's on the smaller side and stronger side. Five two one forty. Not so great on the thruster is what I would have expected, but. Um, you know, the, the barbell cycling and the strict handstand push is probably in her wheelhouse. She's young. She's young. All right. Uh, can we go back to the um, list? Oh, wow. This is an interesting name. Extra sloppy. Some of my hard, hardly earned money for Caleb's transcendence to better things. 
Yeah. I think he meant transition. I think he meant transit. Caleb, this guy wants you to transit that you can buy a wig. <laughs> you can afford a cheap wig and begin your transition, Caleb. Thank you. That's awesome. Little Billy Madison reference. Like, oh, is that what that is? Yeah, like sloppy Joe's. Oh. Um, okay, let's go. Let's go back to the list. Uh, uh, the the open. Um, uh, Halpin, you said something interesting. Uh, you were comparing Emma Carey and Mal O'Brien mm-hmm. regarding the workouts. Would you like to share that here? I thought that was great. Uh, yeah, there's been a well. I'm sure Jr. can speak on it too. But there's been a lot of talk about that second workout and how much like Hiller even talked about it with the walking, and then a lot of people that were either sending the A or sending the B. So um, it came up, I think Peter's podcast was talking about it as well today is, well, what if you just took the first workout and the last workout, since those are more CrossFit type workouts, if you just take those two, I haven't looked at all of it, but Emma Carey would win the open just based on 23.1 and 23.3. Someone was uh, sharing with me the word commensurate, commensurate, and they were saying that that workout the movements were not commensurate. And I'll give you an example. If you have someone run five miles with five pull-ups and it's four rounds, those two movements aren't commensurate, right? It's like, what's the point of the the five uh, pull-ups? Commensurate, corners corresponding in size or degree and proportion. I'd also like to say that it, it reminds me of Rogue when they had those sandbags in the middle of the workout, and that wasn't commensurate. That was bizarre. And when we asked people why it was there, they were like uh, – the, that was there just to knock off their pacing. I call bullshit on that. I think it's just a, just a fuck up. But um, it, something was wrong with this workout. This 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 uh, twenty three point two. I don't understand how people are are arguing that. Um, Brian, does does what Halpin says about Emma? If you take those that workout out and Emma Carey uh, wins the Open, d- does that mean anything? I mean, it only takes us down to two workouts. Well, uh, yeah, but even if you put in the the first part of the second workout and you just took the lift out. I think they'd both be on nine points with the way it's currently written or mm-hmm. scored. But I, but Emma Carey, just like Mel O'Brien immediately enters into this division and has open success two years ago. Last year, she was unable to do it because of her back. So, you know, the fact that she won the workout, the first workout of the open this year, wasn't that surprising. The fact that she has three top 10 finishes on the Metcons is not that surprising. It's it's all it's really telling us is that she's healthy again. And when she's healthy, she is also one of the elite open competitors. However, and it makes sense, given the fact that she was coming back from a back injury for the last 18 months, basically, she finishes nearly 600th on the one rep max thruster. For me, as an analyst projecting what's possible for her uh, throughout the rest of the season, that's irrelevant. I'm not worried about that. I'm assuming that as long as she stays healthy, she'll continue to get a little bit stronger. And even if she's not strong enough or as strong as the other women, there's no other format where you'll be punished more than in the open for something like that. Uh, Halpin, uh, I wonder what you're going to think about this. Um, at 3450 in the, in the, in the, I want to call it the woke, woke cast. Very not random. Uh, 3450, uh, I don't recommend anyone listen to that podcast. Let JR, JR will listen to that and report back to all of us every week on what's on Great there. No one needs That's to, how I got it. Yeah. No one needs to go to be on the whiteboard and listen to anything. A 3450 Pat said week two was his favorite workout and we will see it again. He thinks we're going to see that workout again. 
And uh, he said that he thinks that that workout's a great way uh, that, to pick people if you want to live through the zombie apocalypse. Look how people did on that workout. And, I mean, he really likes it. He's saying we're going to see it again, like as an open workout or as a linchpin workout. Yeah, he's saying Yeah, he's saying he's going to program it for his affiliate. Uh, I would not live through the zombie apocalypse, though. That's for sure. I mean, there's there's two things going on here, and I think Adrian tries to explain it in the beginning. Um, do, do you want to take a shot at JR? Do you know what I'm the two things I'm talking yeah. about? The, the competition you, versus uh, f- working out for fitness. Yeah, well, I think you have to back up to 23.1 to kind of get a, a picture of where he was thinking for this workout specifically. He said leading into this open, there were three things that he wanted to do. He wanted to do a repeat because there wasn't a repeat last year. He wanted to do something new. And he wanted to do something heavy. Those were like his three super broad general um, goals for this open. He explained that on the first week, the workout was made you do everything in chunks. So it really didn't allow you to really push the gas pedal. No matter who you were, even the elites of the elites probably had some sort of strategy as far as how they were going to break things up or how they were going to attack it piece by piece. So there were roadblocks as the workout went on based on your fitness level. And then when he went to the second workout, he wanted it to be the opposite. He wanted it to be very accessible. He wanted it to be something that wouldn't slow you down based on the movements chosen. You can always run. Maybe you just run slower and slower. You can always get down and do one burpee and jump up and probably get your chin over the bar one time. And then into the workout, he acknowledges that for some people, maybe that burpee pull up is going to deteriorate. But for the most part, he played with several versions. He said he played with a shorter version and he played with a version that didn't act as a ladder. So just set reps. And the way he described it as in testing, he didn't think the elite people would be able to separate enough with one of those other two options that it needed. There needed to be one of the movements that increased in reps so that as the pace or as the engine started to show itself for some athletes, they ended up getting weeded out and getting left behind. God, I find that I find that uh, hard to believe that he that he was concerned about uh, separating the groups because in other workouts that that didn't seem to matter at all. Having five thousand people tie for a certain place, helping has some graphs that we can. <laughs> <laughs> that well, you know, I asked Mike. You know, I said, you know, although it is a it is definitely an upper level score, that for a lot of people, you use that 155 number as some sort of barometer. And you said, Hey, if I can get through the round of 30 burpees, that's a 155 score. And I said, okay, well, there's going to be a lot of really good athletes that get somewhere between 156 and 165, which is somewhere in the shuttles after the round of 30. And at that point in the workout, those 10 reps are going to take most people a minute, whatever, a minute to a minute 20 or a minute 30. So I asked Mike, how many people, how many males fell into that tie break and there were about 4,500. Mm-hmm. Now, had we had a tie break that, mm. wow, that's li- cool. The lift had a tie break, which was the Metcon and the Metcon had a tie break, which was the lift. I think that would have taken care of itself, but we didn't really have that. So we actually did have a ton of tie breaks. What about number four? Uh, I think you missed that. Uh, it, w- w- what were the first three? It was uh, uh, something new. What were the, what were the three? Uh, Re- repeat, new, and heavy. Heavy. Okay. And, and number four, add this to your list. Do you have a pencil with you, uh, Jared? Could you write this down? I wanted to make affiliates miserable. Add that. To, um, 
number four. Okay, let's let's go. Know, let, I go ahead. I know from talking to Adrian that he does not want that. However, yes, fair. <laughs> yes, go on. Fair. He may have created some problems for for some affiliates unintentional. Of course, he doesn't. That's that's called humor. But um, yes, uh, uh, we do have confirmation from Brian Friend who got to speak with Adrian. How much time did you get with Adrian? <clears throat> Thirty minutes? An hour? Yeah, hour? something like that. Okay. I would I, the other one thing that I haven't don't think I've mentioned or have heard anyone talk about is that the, is the similarity here also between um, shuttle to overhead A and B at the games this past year, and we and that you know Adrian was. And let me tell you, he told us, I mean, he was ecstatic about that workout. He thought that that workout, very similarly to how Pat was talking about this workout, if you looked at the people who did well on both, shuttled over at A and B, that those would ultimately be the fittest come the end of the of the total test at the CrossFit Games. Um, it's very similarly to this workout. I think there are some things that were overlooked, which is the fact that you could, you could, because of the scoring system in the, at the games, you could choose to really, really push it on the run and mail in the lift. Will the super next? We've talked about this example before and outperform someone who was average at both. And in this, in this open workout, because there was no gated barrier, you had kind of both options available to you where you could, you didn't have to pursue an, the best average finish on the two. You could choose to have a great score and an average score or below average score on the other one, either one. What workout was that again? Say that again. The one you're referring to, the uh, Upus Uldenex? Shout out to overhead A and B at the games. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. In that, in that case, though, they were doing them at the same time, versus, which is what Brian's saying, versus in this case, you had 15 minutes of one and then five minutes of the other. Okay. Yeah, yeah and I think maybe like another way of describing it is not that it was intentional on Adrian's part at all, but it's like people are watching the game saying, how can you value this shuttle so much equally to the lift and then make it seem as though the shuttles weren't as valuable at all in the same respect in this workout? And it was really more about the burpees. But I think that's, again, might kind of be a window into Adrian in that, like, it doesn't have to always be the way I've done it before. And you guys think that you may know what my tendencies are, but you really don't because I don't have any or, or whatever. You know, it may just make it more fun that we're left wondering sometimes, well, wait a minute. Why wasn't it just a 15 minute AMRAP of 15 burpee pull ups and 10 shuttle runs? Because they're each going to be between 45 to seconds to a minute and a half. And then they're both they're both equally as valuable the whole time. And that it's always a back and forth. It's always a back and forth. But it doesn't have to always be that way. Commensurate, commensurate. Use the word, people. Commensurate. It's your free. It's your free. It's your. It's your uh, free word. Can, uh, can we look at the men's list? I tried to keep. I tried to keep us on uh, topic. I, I. I failed. How did thirty minutes just pass? I had one more comment for that women's list. That yeah, and we, and we will come back to you, Halpin. Go ahead, but we will come back. I just want to get through some positive okay. stuff so that Brian doesn't. Uh, I don't want to hear from Brian tomorrow. That um, he, he's nice to me, by the way. But Brian will be like, hey, let's. We should. Uh, he, he likes to elevate the athletes before we, I run the show straight into the sewer. Okay, go ahead, Halpin. Go ahead. Run it back into the sewer, buddy. Brian, it's, look it. I tried to stop him. It's Halpin's see, fault. Go ahead, Halpin. If you, if you pull the women's list back up, I just want to say one more thing about that top maybe six that, are, that were showing there before. Uh, yeah, by rank. Look at, look at the top six or so athletes. Mal, 19, Page, 20. Emma, Emma, whoa, you're, uh, Emma Lawson, 18, Ariel Lowen, 29, 
Alex Alex Kazan twenty one, Brooke Wells twenty eight. So four out of six of the top athletes in the open, all twenty one or under. I like it. I like it. You think that there's a new breed coming in, or you just think that it's a it's a young ladies' game? What almost makes Ariel and Brooks stand out even further that right. that you don't see Emma carry up here. Although Brian did speak to the fact that she likely did the right thing and did a the lower lift. Uh, you don't see some of the other athletes wh- where we're talking about with these workouts that they're pushing sort of certain athletes over others. Younger athletes are excelling in in this year's Open. So if this year's Open speaks to the rest of the season we may see more of that or they may actually be coming on as you were talking about. And are you guys surprised to see number seven there, Elena? I mean, she's, she has had a lot of success in online competitions throughout her career, both in and out of the game season. Um, She has a lot of the requisite skills that you would expect to do well in an open last chance qualifier qualifiers for Wadapalooza, et cetera. So not necessarily out of, out of the norm for her year. How did Katrin do the year, uh, the year she won the games? How did she do in the open? I, I don't remember. You know? Okay. Okay. And uh, how did they, how did she do this year? Is she in, can you just scroll down? Is she in this top 20 at all? No. Okay. Uh, nice to see Amanda Barnhart there, right? Mm-hmm. And, and wow. Look at though. And Ellie Turner. God, that's Kelly Baker right there for, at 11. That's you. the Kelly Baker. Both years that Katrin won the game. What is going on? What is she? What the fuck? Sorry. Go ahead. We'll get to that later. Maybe that's a different show. 14th, Katrin, both years. Okay. And and now in her spot is uh, Gabriella Magawa. Oh, wow. So Magawa, uh, that's a good omen for her. Mm. All right. Anyone on this first page? We can we can come back to this, too. Um, anyone, um, anyone on this first page you guys want to hit on before we... Um, I think it's also just a good reminder too of of who we don't have on this first page, like Car Saunders, Tia Claire Toomey, Haley Adams, just names that we're used to. I mean, Kristen Holter for a long time, names that we're we're used to seeing always like occupy this first fit page of the leaderboard, and that we always think about competing throughout the year that that won't be this year. So, so you got Emma Carey. Oh, good on Lauren Fisher. Holy cow, made it on the first page. Uh, we have we have mm-hmm. Emma Carey in thirtieth, and you're telling me that if they took we took out the second workout, she'd be in first. <clears throat> Uh, well, yeah, but okay. Just it's take, just, taking out half the workouts. So, but even if a, you just took out the theory. second part of the, yeah. of the first of the second workout, she would be basically tied first. Okay. Uh, let's look at the boys. Oh, Laura Horvat. Yeah. I didn't see her name either. She's placed in 185th right now. Uh, she bounces c- around open to open. Sometimes she'll have a good one. Sometimes she'll have not as good one. So that's like, yeah, and it looks like. A- her performances are really, really good. Her what tank there was twenty two. I'm sorry, twenty three point two a. That was that was her good one. No, that was her oh, bad that was one. The one that's, that was the one that, bad one. That was the one that her and I tied up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, at thirty five oh eight in the show, Claire Bays makes her debut. So everyone say Welcome. hi. To, everyone say hi to Claire. Uh, Jeffrey Adler, first play. Holy cow. Tola Morakinos, that's he's the he's in second place in the worldwide open. Is this weird that a giant dude like this and well, this is actually I think that the top three in the men's division is actually very cool and something that is being 
lost in the shuffle of all of the chaos surrounding the uh, opinions about the open workouts. You have Jeffrey Adler that, if I just say, is about as stock of a CrossFit Games athlete as you could get, 5'9", 195 or something. Oh, there it is, yeah. <clears throat> then you have Tola Morikinio. He's definitely on the bigger side, 6'2", or 6 feet tall, oh, you know, probably around 210 pounds. And Colton Mertens, everyone knows to be on the smaller side. And these are the three guys that end up in the top three after these three tests. I yeah. think that that's pretty cool. That's super cool. Yeah. And that's, a, and, and that's a point where people could push back and argue that this was the best open that was ever programmed with three weeks that you have that sort of spread of athlete at one, two, and three in the world is pretty phenomenal. And then oh, shit, and, and JR, people, that's a good point. And people wanting to, you know, really focus on the fact that this is an advantage for the shorter athlete. This is the advantage for the shorter athlete, whatever advantage they want to point out. And here we have three guys, very different builds, very different skill sets, all able to find their way into the top three of the worldwide open. Uh, Aaron C from Australia, $5. Oh, Aaron, I thought you were coming to the United States. What happened? Uh, finally could catch a live Claire. Say hi to Eric and Juan. Juan. Juan for me. Juan. Uh, Got it. Texas. <laughs> so. all right. That's awesome. Uh, we'll do. Uh, uh, Roland Goldbaum still on there. Who's this? Who is Roland Goldbaum? I, he caught my eye last week. Who's this guy? Well, he was at the um first week of syndicate. Uh, yeah, syndicate, syndicate last year semifinal, and he was also on Team Mexico at Wadapalooza with Luis Oscar Mora that we covered a little bit. So you you know you've seen his name a couple times this last year, and if you if you look, I mean, I I think he had a pretty good thruster, three hundred seventeen pounds. And that weighs very heavily, only getting 28 points on that when there are a lot of guys that are getting a lot more points than that, including the top three guys in the Open. How big is this guy? He looks little. He's that big. He's that big right there. I love seeing a Mexican in the top five, too. That's a little bit. You like seeing a who? A Mexican in the the top five. I mean, you've got so many from the same countries. Yeah, different. and it was the same thing. We uh, Elena's from Spain, right? Mm-hmm. She yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, uh, look at Ricky's finishes. Okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. Ricky. Fine. Ricky Gerard is kind of the equivalent of Emma Carey on the men's side, where he's got exceptional finishes on the three Metcons and a relatively terrible. He's seventh. You don't even have to type his name. Just scroll down. He's uh, and relatively terrible on the lift. See, uh, uh, like her, he's just about six hundredth on that lift. And like her, if you removed just the lift, his scores would would put him right at the top of the leaderboard. Wow. Dallin Pepper would be in a similar situation, just slightly worse than <clears throat> across those three tests. And Ricky is literally one spot below him on the leaderboard. But this exact story will play out uh, throughout the entire leaderboard. But you'll see people that have pretty good scores on one and four and maybe on two and then a terrible thruster or maybe they're good on one, three and four and terrible on two. Is there anyone who doesn't like, okay, um, let's, uh, let's pull out a little bit, Caleb. Uh, is not great at that. Are are all, (laughs) are all of these, (laughs) that's good. Are all of these uh, going individual? Is Tyler Crystal? Is, are there any team athletes you're seeing? Go up a little higher, uh, Kayla. Let me see first oh, or three. Tola, Tola is going yeah. team. Yeah, he's on the proven team. Okay, so look look at this. Jeffrey Adler's going to the CrossFit Games, hundred percent. Yeah, and he's the he could easily win the the North the American East uh, semifinal, and he's I would say is a top five fittest guy in the world. 
and Ricky, and then and then the the only next guarantee is Ricky uh, Garrett uh, Gerard at uh, at <clears throat> seventh. Yeah, yeah. Him. I don't know. I I mean, I feel comf- I feel comfortable with Sam Cornwallie making the games this year. Okay. I feel okay. I feel really comfortable with Christopher making the games. No, what? Yeah. The I difference between I think he's I think he's uh he was right on the edge the last two years. Too. Go go like to me. Look at the look at the third week score. Look okay, at the last workout. And historically, whether it was some kind of other interference, you know, last year with the overhead walking lunge or whatever, you know, people will say, well, you you know, maybe if his if his overhead stability was a little bit better, you know, it has nothing to do with his strength. He's crazy strong in all ways. But look at that snatch workout. That is all I need to see to know that the hole has been filled and like I, I would pencil him in. Okay. Well, shit. I, I, I hope he's watching right now and he's like, thank you, JR. Fuck you, Sevon. I would make my day. <laughs> look at the home. Look at home. Hooking on. I spent I spent four Good days friend. training with him in Mayhem, and he did pretty much every workout with Rich. And um, I mean, he it was like he has he has all the tools. Like that's that's not a doubt in my mind at all. The question is, when it matters at the semifinal and the pressure's on, will he string together enough competitive performances to earn one of those spots in what could end up being the most competitive region in the men's field this year? Well, thank you. Uh, Ryan, look, at, I, look at his judge for those uh, 23.2. That's what I was about to say. Oh, Patrick Clark. Okay, I was expecting it to be Jake Lockhart. A little home cooking from Patrick. Nicely done. Uh, I, I would like to say that um, a lot of you are like, hey, I'm giving um, uh, Brian saw him and you're adding credence to that. I want you to know that it's actually the exact opposite. In the game of CrossFit, it's called proximity bias. You stand next to one of these athletes and all of a sudden you think they're gods. Like if you trained with JR, you'd think he was going to win the games this year. No, no, you wouldn't think that. Yeah, you would. Definitely. Would. Depends on the workout. Yeah. But let me tell you, it's just proximity bias. Just he's, he's old and he, he's not even going to make masters probably. As, as far as mayhem athletes go, like the best example of what we're talking about with that low finish on B is the rich Froning. Oh, let's do it. Let's play with, and Rich is coming on tomorrow and I want to, I want to yeah. rouse him. Give me lots of ammo to, to, to rouse him. It might be Richard. Yeah. Let's see what's going on here. Okay, explain it to me. Explain it to me so I can go at him tomorrow when he's on the show. If you look at, I forget who pointed this out first, but if you look at his one, two A, and three finishes, he beats the majority of the top guys that we were just looking at, including Tyler Christopher. What place did he finish overall? 158, maybe, something like that. Seven, from 2011. 2011 through 2022, his cumulative total of open finishes is 78. Combined in, tw- Nuts. in 12 opens, 78. Wow, wow. Okay, so you mean like if he took like like a 7th, a 7th, a 7th, a 7th, that, that you added up his, his finishes? Well, yeah, I mean, I can just read them to you. 3rd, 1st, 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 2nd, 2nd, 11th, 10th, 10th, 19th, 5th, 13th. And I told you last week, of the of the last two opens combined, there were only three guys that qualified for my open elite, and he was one of the three. I mean, this guy is the best open competitor in history. Yeah, oh, if you no shit that that's for, that's for real right there. That's that. I I think he's the best open competitor in history. He has been inside the top twenty for every year for twelve years. Yeah, that's insane. 
is there is there a woman um who who has a similar not from the not from well Mal O'Brien and then Mal O'Brien but she's only been doing it for three years right and her first she, three she, years are not any better than Rich's okay and then and then explain to me what happened here Halpin explain to me like I'm dumb not that I am well a little bit explain to me like I'm dumb what happened start again with me for me so if you if you were to compare him next to Tyler Christopher. Uh-huh. They did the workouts next to each other. And Tyler Christopher is in what place right now? Fourth. Fourth in the world. Okay, in the open. Okay. If you look at their workouts next to each other, Rich beats him in three of the four workouts, everything except the lift. Wow. And, and, and the lift being the thruster, 23.2B. Uh, yeah, which if you scroll over, he's like two. I thought I saw two. And I saw 268. Yeah. Yeah, so a stat I was given by somebody is that is similar to what Brian just said. Rich finished in the 99th percentile on every workout ever in the Open except for that one. Um, in uh, JR, what, what what conclusion can I draw from there? That Rich got old or that the programming's fucked up? I don't really think it's either. I mean, I okay. think that... Um, Simply put, I think it's really easy to find a lot of pretty strong people who aren't very fit, and it's really hard to find a lot of really, really, really fit people. Okay. He okay. won He won two workouts in the 35 to 39. So if you just look at the division that he's competing in, he won the first workout, so best, best in the world, out of what, 35,000 people that signed up and won the last workout. There are no competitors. He's right now 10th in the 35 to 39 leaderboard. There aren't any competitors that beat him in any, in all of the other workouts that are above him. None. Let let me push back here, JR. Um, But in the past, there have been strength workouts, right? In the open. And they haven't done that. They haven't done Yes. Two times. Okay. and, And they haven't done this to rich. Do you think it was it has anything to do with the way that that workout was set up? Well, the those to those a detriment, to a detriment. But do you know and by detriment I mean not picking the right people, not making the 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 ranking have any value. I'm yeah. starting to feel like the ranking doesn't have any value. That if you took 30th thousandth in the in the open or you could say you took 10,000th, doesn't matter at this point because because if this is supposed to be indicative of who's the fittest that that the that the fest test kind of failed unless you're in the top 10. Well, I think also, you know, to point about the lift, uh, I think what lift it is does matter because previously they tested a one at Matt's clean and jerk after a triplet. That's the one he did live with Fraser. And then there was a max clean after a fast couplet similar to this one, just a lot, lot shorter of bar facing burpees and dumbbell squats. Both of those, though, were fairly technical. Sure, snatch is a lot more technical than clean or clean and jerk, but I would say that a thruster is about as brute strength as you can get. And I, I n- never would say that was one of Rich's calling cards as far as strength workouts go. Um, and, and then also too, I just think that it, I think when you do something like, look at his score on 23.2A. That's a really, really, really good score. Whether and you actually, think scroll whether up you think to the top of this. Scroll up to the top of this uh, this list and sort by 23.2A. And um, let me see if the top guy that comes up is someone you want on your apocalypse team. 
What are, no. Oh, go. We need to go to men's thirty-five. To oh 39. yeah, Charles Charles Coran. That's no. the guy. That's go the mayhem guy. To, there he is. To, that guy's 30, everywhere. Thirty-nine. Watch. I'll this. take Joe Scally. I'll take Joe Scally. No, nope, that's not the guy. I like him. He's he's crazy. He'll stand toe to toe with a zombie. Is this the guy you want? Yang, Hong Chang. Yeah. Look at his other finishes. Let me see. There's thirty-five thousand people in this division. He's ten thousandth, ten thousandth, ten thousandth, and first. This happened last week. Is that a real score? Is this a, is this real? How about the second guy? What's his face? It's 27,000 DNF and first. Is this a real score? That oh my goodness! Wow, sixth in the world, and he didn't do the last workout. Wow, we have a problem, Houston. Well, yeah, this is the problem. The, the the open is unmanageable, first of all, for the games team that's trying to manage it. Yeah. And, second, and secondly, here we have a great example of the problem with these two workouts. And, I mean, Chase Ingram and Bill Grunler have beaten this point into oblivion. You want to see the guy who's good at both? Then reward the guy who's good at both. Take an average. Find a way to balance them out on the scoring so that you get one score out of these two tests. If you really want to have the guy for the – that's why last week when we did the – uh, the segment where we looked at impressive performances and we pulled down the both. There were very, very few on that list that were impressive on both. Those are the people that Pat Sherwood's talking about. Those are the people that Adrian Bosman is seeking. But the method in which they're seeking them is flawed. And therefore, you have Yang Hong Chang at the top of the leaderboard. I wow. like that name. Yeah, I'm impressed by uh, you being able to. Um, everyone stand- in uh, everyone in Korea is probably offended. You're impressed. <laughs> uh, Claire, where would you, Claire? How many opens have you done? If you don't mind. Uh, seven. Yeah, seven. It, 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 where would you rank this open? Different. Think, oh, good. That's that's very uh, that's very uh, what's the word? Political of you. Um, let me tell would you. Rank you this I, as the best open. Go ahead. I googled uh, CrossFit's definition of fitness today. Okay. Just, I mean, I know it, but I just like looked it back up sure, just because sure. I was just simply like. We're, we're looking at things differently, right? Like, I feel like it was very different. I thought there were things about it that I quite enjoyed, but do I feel like it was very different than past years? Like, yes, obviously, yes. Um, you know, skill being like a, a major limiting factor for this year for most people. I, I'm, I'm okay with different. I want to trust yeah. that the test is going to pick um, – the like like the SAT like right like I mean and, and sorry if that that's probably there's problems with that test too but you want it to pick uh, the smartest people to go to med school right I just don't think that I think that this test test failed I think if you're one of the people who pay twenty dollars it's important to you to know if you're nineteen thousandth or if you're four thousandth and I and and I, I'm okay with it being off by a hundred places but I think that this is. I think this was a different kind of test, not a test where you rank people's fitness. It was some sort of test like, like, Hey, the, maybe it's like a test, like, Hey, these are the things you need to work on. But as an open, I just, I just think it was a, you know what I mean? I just think it was a miss. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, so- you, you've always been big Zevon, on saying that you think you should be able to look at the open and say, that's the fittest person in the world before right, the, before true. the games yes. even happen. So you right, really are right. the epitome of like, no, this is supposed to show that Claire is fitter than me and that Brian is fitter than Claire and that right. Halpin is fitter than him. That That's what it's supposed to show. And if the leaderboard right. says it, that means it's true. Sorry, Claire, right. go ahead. Right. No, yeah. I mean, 
I guess, yeah, my curiosity then to follow up with that, Savan, is like, so if, I mean, what would you like to see differently that you feel like would positively impact its like reflection on the fittest on earth at this stage? I would defer to my friend Brian and J.R. Howell to I'm only here to point out the things that are wrong using the uh, data that uh, Mike Halpin um, uh, uh, p- provides. It's um, it's uh, there was this uh, the world the worldwide uh, ranking, um, you know, Adrian gave it said he gave it the sniff test. And uh, let me, I just, I, I give this open the sniff test and I see, I see some problems with it. I'm okay with some wiggle room. I'm okay if like the guy who takes fifth ends up winning the games, but I just think it's, this is a huge disappointment to people who just want to at least get within a thousand people in the ballpark of their fitness compared to other people. Like, um, uh, I think there are people who are significantly fitter than there were last year. And they did significantly worse at the open. And I think that's doing the open an enormous disservice uh, in terms of going forward. Well, I, you know, the, the post I put up this morning was addressing those people. And I got a lot of, a lot of responses this morning from people who said they needed to see, hear something like that because they were really feeling badly about themselves, having felt that they've made a lot <laughs> of progress this year, only to take this test and be told otherwise based on the numbers or the leaderboard alone. Claire, Claire looked up what fitness was. What did you find when you looked up what fitness is? I mean, CrossFit's definition. It was a picture of JR. It was a picture of JR in his tank top on this show. Work capacity across broad time and modal domains. Good. Let's bookmark that. And then we have a 14-minute test. We have a 15 plus 5. And then we have a 6 to 12 depending upon if you made it past those, you know, so, I mean, is that, I think, yeah, I mean, there were a lot of elements anyway, just. No, it's good. It's hey, good great follow up. So she's pointing out the time domains, right? Claire, you're like, yo, this is all in the same time domain. And Adrian and, and, and Pat addressed that on the um, very not random podcast, but you have to, you have to balance that against what Boz says the open is. And this is a conversation we were having in our group the other day is that, if you think that the open is a test to rank the fittest from one through uh, whatever hundred thousand it is, you may be mistaken. And so Adrian addresses this on the show. And I think that if these uh, are in the notes from JR that, you know, it's a, it's a test and that in the test, you might be exposed mm-hmm. in a variety of different places and it's different than a training day. So he does, he's, he's basically saying, I, uh, obviously Adrian understands what CrossFit's definition of fitness is. He's, you know, he's been, doing it forever but the open has a different meaning for him and if you're approaching the open lacking his understanding of what's going on then you're probably going to be disappointed i i hate to bring pat sherwood here in a good light but right after adrian says that pat basically alludes to that it could also be both why even rank the people then that that's the part that doesn't even make sense to me i'm, I'm not yelling at you brian even though it sounds like i am if it's not going to be to test the fittest then just get rid of all the numbers that rank the people and just let let the five of us will choose who gets to go to the games. I I disagree. I don't I I I I don't think that um you throw curls into. I, I'm okay with you doing curls at the gym as an accessory work. I don't think you throw it into the open. And I just feel like I feel like that there's some sort of that's a little bit extreme. But I think that the, I feel like that's what um 
you're arguing by choosing that quote that Adrian said that that he's arguing that extra sloppy four ninety nine. So what do you say about people who worked on their fitness last year and didn't improve and continue well, let's to take work a look this at year? What the tests were because okay. you know to point to Claire's point okay. for most people in the first test, what was the limiting factor? Skill, gymnastics. Oh, ring muscle ups. But... I would say the ring muscle up. And what is the limiting factor for most people in the ring muscle? Skill. Good. Keep going, Claire. Keep going. Keep going I think the you... press out from the dip, the, the receiving position plus the press out from the dip. Uh, in the thruster, I think that the finishing press out is the limiting factor. And in the final workout for a good percentage of people, the strict handstand push-up is a limiter. There are some people for sure that the overhead with the snatch is a, is a limiting factor. And then if you look in the uh, only at one missing, you still have, what was it, JR, like you know, 60 to 100 burpee pull-ups. So you have you know, a press out of the dip, a press off the floor, a press to overhead, and a press to overhead that could potentially be limiting factors for, for people who are either good or bad at upper body pressing. So this, in my opinion, this open was, if anything, and I'm not talking about the top at the top, but I'm talking about in the like, you know, two to 30,000 range for men and maybe the, I don't know, comparable range for women, that the, that if you're someone who's just naturally excels at those things, you probably had a better open than you did the year before. And if you're someone who doesn't, then you definitely did not. Mm-hmm. Now you're the host, Claire. Different. <laughs> <laughs> you're just going to deflect back to different. <laughs> It is. It's just it, the whole thing feels so different. So it's very hard to like at this moment, I feel like I'm just gaining perspective about it. You know, like, does it make sense? Does it, I mean, does it pass we're looking your at it through test? someone else's lens. Do what? Does it pass your sniff test, Claire? <laughs> oh, did anyone at the top get screwed? I don't, at the end of the day, all the, all the best dudes are still going to the quarterfinals. There's, there's a, a massive net. 10% of the people go like nothing, nothing. At the end of the day, it's not. It's not going to. Nothing happened there that's going to affect the games. No, not not that's going to affect the games. Um, at the top, it's it's not really a, an issue. But there are a, a big group of people, maybe, maybe twenty thousand men, who think that they're good enough to make the top ten percent. And if eighty percent of those feel like their fitness wasn't well represented in this test, is that like we like we talked about at the start of the open? There's a hundred thousand people turnover. From last year is that the group that you're losing the people that are like this fucking sucks like i might be good enough but look you're just testing the same thing over and over or you just happen to be te- testing these style of workouts that aren't my sweet spot i was a thousand spots out last year and i'm twenty thousand spots out this year what's going on well i think there are people who are going to feel burned by it for sure and that that turnover rate actually it's the same percentage to the quarterfinals there's about two thousand athletes that made quarterfinals last year that didn't make it this year yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's out of he out of how many to, out of how many who total go. Yeah, it is like twenty thousand. So uh, across all seven, yeah, across all seven regions. It's so like that, that ends up being ten percent. Ten percent of the people yeah. who made it last year didn't make it this year. Mm-hmm. Who who competed JR, in the have, open? JR, did you have a thought about that? The uh, the pressing. Yeah, I I have a. Uh... I have a, I guess, a more of a down the road thought about that, because I think while we're talking about the only thing that's happened this season, I, I always am someone that's 
constantly thinking to what's coming next after what we've seen. So what are the quarterfinals workouts going to look like? And then how do they build upon the semifinals workouts because they're all streamlined programmed and then how that's going to lead into the games. This is the first full complete season that we'll have ever had open to games with Adrian programming it. Mm. I look back though at, at uh, maybe at um, tendencies that maybe he didn't even know were there. Look at last year's open. The first workout had a press off the floor in the wall walk, and then it had dumbbell snatches with box jump overs. The second workout had pressing off the floor with burpees and another hinge with deadlifts. And the last workout had thrusters, double unders, and pull-up variations. There were only 54 squat repetitions in the open complete, like total, last year. This year, there were only 45. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry. This year, there were only 40 wall balls plus the thrusters that you did for your max. Look at how small of a number of squat squats that are between two years of the open, not programmed by the same person. But then look at the quarterfinals workouts last year. There was lots of leg tests. So in the same way that a lot of people would say there weren't really any leg tests in the open, there was a three-variation lunge test with handstand push-ups. There was a workout with about 100 wall balls. There was a workout with 90 pistols. There was a workout with a one-rep max overhead squat and clean. So maybe this is just a preview of what's to come. And maybe we'll look at after the games last year, and we need to think about what Adrian said last year before the games. As a community, as a competitive culture, we need to look at the areas of fitness that we're the most behind at. That's where you guys need to be valuing more of your time. And that was a, a pretty clear direction into get back to basics, get back to gymnastics, strength, that kind of thing. So maybe in quarterfinals, we just see a ton of pulling to Brian's point about pressing. And it's like, no, you, you thought there was just going to be a bunch of leg tests. We're not even going to do that yet. You, you need to prove that you're good at this other stuff first. So we And, I, just and I saw a few people in here questioning, well, what, what is the difference between open and quarterfinals? And I think that there's, you know, you, again, you need to just have a separate lens here. Like ultimately people who want a five week open, it's still a five week test it's going to qualify a very limited number of participants to the semifinals, which used to be the regional stage. However, in the five-week variation that we have here, a couple of things are happening that couldn't happen in the other one. First of all, we have eight or nine scored tests instead of five or six scored tests. So you get a little bit more across all of them. Granted, there's a reset halfway or just like two-thirds of the way through. Secondarily, this thing that I said about the turnover rate for quarterfinals is not necessarily a bad thing because last year the whatever 2000 that made it in and then the 10,000 that just missed it, that felt they got slighted, you know, well, they might be hopeful for the next year. And then this year there's a different 2000 in, and they want to, you know, come back next year and try to make it next year or try to improve, but they might not make it next year. And some of those other 10,000 might get a more favorable test. So it's not bad to have the turnover there. And at the top, as, as you guys all probably know, like those people are going to be fine anyway to get to the quarterfinals, but there will be, similarly to that turnover rate at the open to quarterfinal, there will be a turnover rate from quarterfinal to semifinal. There always is. And there'll be a turnover rate from semifinals to the games. Uh, uh, JR, going back to what you were saying about the squatting uh, in the past two years, did you look back further than that? Is that uh, indicative or an element of all the opens? If you actually listen to the podcast um, that was put out today, you know, by Pat and Adrian, one of the things that really stood out to me was when he got around to the thruster and he said, you know, people always think of the thruster as this light to moderate weight thing that we do for 
lots of reps and almost like for pain. And when I wanted to even pick a repeat workout, I wanted to get away from any of those Fran type variations. And I thought, well, how can we include the movement that's come up the most of any movement in the open other than double unders and the movement that most people think of when they think of the open? How can we do it in a way that no one's expecting, which is how he arrived at the heavy thruster, which I thought was pretty cool. But in the past, we have seen lots of like, this is going to crush your legs, at least one test like that. And we haven't had that for two straight years now. And what do you think, think about that as a criteria wanting to do something new? I think it's a great criteria. Wanting you to do, do something new. Yeah. Mm. I think it adds some somewhat of a level of adaptability. It adds, you know, something that maybe the community doesn't get a chance to do that we get to watch other people do at the games when they have to adapt on the fly. That one killed me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's this comment that I want to say every year, but I just don't think it's possible. Uh, well, it, it sounds like we need to go five weeks long again. Uh, go back to five events. I think just the affiliates just hate it. I think please, once we broke know. away from five and we went to three, we're not where it's going to be just the affiliates will be so pissed if it goes back to five that I wish they would have never given up that, that real estate for five. Do you have thoughts on that? Uh, Jer, as an affiliate owner, it kind of is five, just not consecutively because you have a week of individual quarterfinals workouts who then you have a different week of team quarterfinals workouts. And that's not counting any of the age group quarterfinals or semifinals. Um, let's see. I saw a comment in here from Mr. Patrick Clark. Uh, a lot of squats coming in quarterfinals. And uh, I think all you guys agree on that. A lot of dumbbells, a lot of squats. Uh, JR, do you think uh, class programming will change after this open? Uh, great question. That, that is a really, really good question. <clears throat> because if you, if you take the open as a snapshot or you take the open as, okay, this is a test to see where I'm at with what I currently have. And you look at your scores on the leaderboard, whether you look at them in the United States, in your age group, worldwide, whatever. And you look at it and I say, okay, this is what I'm going to use to focus my gym's programming on. Okay. I need to focus more on strength. Everyone's number on the thruster comparatively to other people in the world was just not high enough. Okay. The snatch workout wasn't high enough. So I need to focus. I need to focus a lot more on my member strength, or maybe I need to focus a lot more on my strength. But then you look at them and you're like, but wait a minute, they are strong because of all those people that couldn't snatch the heavy barbell, they all got through the 20 strict handstand pushups. That challenge was presented before the last two barbells. So am I still programming in the right direction? Because that strict handstand push-up chunk of 20 was almost a gateway to the last two barbells. So then you're left kind of thinking, well, I'm programming strength under fatigue. Do I need to keep programming that? So I think maybe the more you know, the more you realize you don't know anything when you take a look at it. But I think generally it probably is a good thing for people to look at if, huge if, your client's goals are to do better in the open every year. Oh, because doing better in the open every year doesn't necessarily mean getting fitter. I think cap programming probably covers all the bases. Does it? I mean, that that's another interesting question. Hey, dude, I don't know, man. I, I, I hear what you're saying, JR. So like, man, you take you this year because, because there's been a max lift or a complex. I mean, 
like you could even lump some of the other ladders, like the squat clean ladder, 16-2, 17-3 snatch ladder, the 20.4 clean and jerk ladder. You can lump all those together and just say, okay, those are all those are all like strength tests in the open. And there's been less than 10 total of all the years. So if you just make a blanket statement and say, okay, we're just we're just gonna lift heavy four or five times a week. And then next year there's no strength tested. All your members are gonna be saying, Well, we're not in shape, we're just strong. So hey, you, 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 you can't play that game. And I think uh, if Adrian were on, he would say, that's the point. You, you're just supposed to do CrossFit. And if you're doing CrossFit, then you're hitting everything. And every year, the same results might not show up that you need to work on. And that's the point. You want to work on different things and keep moving the needle so that each thing is just as balanced as the other. If you, if you work at CrossFit Inc. and you have any influence over there, you better be scared shitless of what JR just said. You better not let you better not listen to uh, Jr. In, in terms of well, it, not that what he's saying is not true, but you better not fucking let what he's saying become a reality. You better not let what's happening in the affiliate sail away from what's happening at the games. You better not forget that the games is absolutely fucking nothing. It's a joke of a fucking sport, and it's only a fucking giant fucking party and promotional tool for the affiliates. And you better get those two on the same fucking page. You better make sure that what's happening at the games is fucking applicable to the affiliates. These hand release pushups, doing chest to barber uh, pull ups, these uh, you know these things that were introduced that changed the programming in the affiliates back in the day. You better make sure these are on the same page, because Jr. is giving you very analytical, honest uh, perspective on it. But this can't happen. This this will be a fucking. Uh, the, I, I I this scares me. What he's saying. Any thoughts on that? Uh, any anyone? Claire, Brian, Mike. I, I mean, Jared's painting a picture where the two the two ships are sailing away. I don't want that. Yeah, and I per- personally, what I think, and thank it, you, Jr. By the way, that was that was great. I don't even know what I said. Now you made me think I said something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're basically saying like, hey, what you're doing in the affiliate doesn't Did necessarily need to oh. need to translate to uh, getting better in the open. And I dis a fucking agree. A hundred percent. That open different. test needs to do two things. It needs to be able to be a, a tool for all of the affiliates to use and feel comfortable doing that. It's appropriate. I mean, you, you're sounding like fucking uh, Miranda's little rant that she fucking went out there and gave to the street parking, but for different reasons. Well, I can say that like we think we had 65, 70 people sign up. None of them came to me with a bad experience after the fact. None of them came to me after each week. And I will say as a, as a group, they are incredibly fit. So it's easy for them to take the test and still feel like, they kind of get it. Like for instance, on the last week, you heard Adrian say on there, if the workout was just two rounds for time with a six minute cap, no one would say anything about the test. They would just say, okay, cool. It's a sprint. But the fact that there is an apple waiting two more apples that you could get to, then people want to come back and say six minutes isn't long enough. I got cheated. And that is incorrect. So I I think like, with I I do agree with that. I do agree with that. What you're saying. so, So even my members that, didn't get out of the six minute window. None of them came to me. were just like, I got cheated out of a good workout. They were just like, man, that was, that was just hard. Like those, those second set of snatches felt way harder. And we do wall walks every week, dude. Like that's what, that's what I got. Or I got, Hey, I'm really glad we do strict handstand pushups every week because that standard was a little tougher than what I'm used to, but I'm going to start going closer to the wall now. I mean, yeah, I, do, I, I, do I got nothing that. but great feedback about the workouts, especially the first week. I can't, I mean, of all the years I've done, I've done the open, People that have never gotten a muscle up in their life were were never more excited to do an open workout than they were the first week this year. 
Yeah, that is 100% an element of the open that that needs to stay. I would say if I was going to give CrossFit any advice about running the open, it would be don't introduce new standards for old movements on Thursday and expect the world to do them really well. That is what's most, for me, that's what's most difficult running people through the test. It's just a wait, what? The way we've been doing burpees, thrusters, wall balls, and handstand push-ups for the past 10 years is not what I need to do anymore? Help me understand that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. If you're going to introduce that new stuff, introduce it to games and give the affiliates a year to catch up. They'll see it. I, Go ahead. Claire. I wanted to ask too about the the percentage of your membership that participated in the open too. Like, is there were there a lot of people that just didn't participate? Didn't I mean? Anyone who came to the gym on Friday for a group class did the open. Whether yeah. or not they signed gotcha. up and got tested and got judged is another thing. So yeah, okay. I would say you know close to half, not quite half, actually. Yeah signed up got did it for a test but everyone did the workouts uh c hill with a, a very uh look at look at she she that's how serious i feel how serious she looks in her uh profile picture um yeah jr breeds animals down there sorry uh, c hill if you're not from california i'm giving it a valley girl feel uh yeah jr uh, uh breeds animals down there and like crossfit crash uh, yeah they don't count <laughs> Kind of that agree. Was awful. Kind of, thank you. No, what are you wow. talking about? That was fucking brilliant. Uh, uh, the inconsistencies are why it's hard for the sport to go mainstream. Oh, please. There's a thousand. I give you a thousand reasons why it's not going mainstream. If you look at that chart, the smartest fucking guy okay. in the room is on the Sevon podcast, and then not 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 front stage. That's what. That's why it's fucking not going mainstream. Because fucking Brian's stuck over here in the fucking purgatory. No, oh, I definitely thought you were talking about either Mike or JR. <laughs> oh, Claire. You said know, guy. You said guy. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, go ahead, Halpin. You're up. You're up. You all would have known it was Claire. Let's see who's the smartest. Uh, if you look at that chart, this is what Brian was just talking about. This is the limiters that were coming up on, on this workout and, and also what JR was talking about. So most everyone got stuck right after the 135 snatches. They weren't, and then... And then the next meaning, line down, meaning yeah. that they were getting zero, one or two strict handstand pushups. Yeah. That's where the biggest pile up is. Yeah. That second barbell for the women. Yeah. Well, there's a different, there's a different one. Uh, for the women. Yeah. At the, at the next slide, we'll have the women on it. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. There it is. Yeah. So, so same, same, but it's same thing. thing. Yeah. Uh, it's actually interesting. This is where I actually got stuck. Although I got, through it with a little time left it's that fourth wall walk on the second time around is where a bunch of people first got stuck and then the snatches and then the handstand push-ups and then so on and so on like this is what this is what if people wanted to say like i'm going to look at the open and i'm just going to do these four things these three things for the next year this is what they're going to get stuck on next year because next year it's not going to be wall walks, snatches, and handstand pushups, and that's all they're going to practice over the next year. So hopefully they don't take the open and say, "I'm just going to focus on these four or five things uh, in the next year." No, and if they work, if they're going to uh, an affiliate or if they're working with a coach, then hopefully the understanding of the person whose program they're following is that in order to improve on those things, there's a variety of other things I should be working on as well. Listen to this. Justin, Justin done lost his mind. Justin, please tell me this is sarcasm. Oh shit, Justin's probably gonna be calling in. I don't know if I should 
should read this. Uh, we don't get standards and floor layouts for the games events. Sometimes we never get clear on game standards. The open is where you introduce new standards to the community. Is he out of his fucking gourd? Well, this is an affiliate in Utah. They do everything different there. <laughs> no, but actually, like to his point, I mean, uh -oh, I, I, uh -oh. I, I do. This is gonna sound really. It's gonna sound really selfish, but good. I already hate you for it. If you're one of those people that say the open doesn't matter and you want to see how something might go down, why not do it during the open and not wait until quarterfinals when you have a, a lot of people doing the shuttle runs wrong or if you implement the new wall ball standard and you're having to go back and watch every video because everyone isn't having their ball clearly, entire ball clear the line. Like, why not do it now? Yeah, you could do last it in the year at the games because we know it's a it's a totally invalid representation of fitness anyway, and that the leaderboard is completely skewed by ran random assortments of misentered scores. So, I mean, for that explanation, yes. But what I would say is, if you want to make the affiliate e the open easy on affiliates, introducing a new standard for a movement that we've been doing for a decade is not the answer. Oh, at the games this last year, wasn't um, the uh... Wasn't the, the handstand push-up facing the wall? Wasn't that the first time we'd seen it that? It was a wall walk into a handstand push-up, yeah. That, that's what it was at the games? And they and they had to mm -hmm. lower their like chest or their head down to some weird black box on there? It's where mm -hmm. Lazar got screwed. If you watch if you watch Mayhem's documentary about it, he did like 20 extra handstand push-ups. Yeah, essentially, essentially, there was a line on the ballistic block, and the, the line had to disappear because the athlete's head would pass below it essentially. And then this open, the handstand push-ups, did you have to be facing the wall? No. Uh -oh. No, but you had to be closer to it than we've been forced to be in the past. Okay. Which is going to create a more a more stacked position similar to if you were doing a wall facing handstand push-up. Yeah, I got in a fight with it. Go ahead, go ahead, Jer. I'm sorry. Were you about to make a joke? You got in a fight with what? I got in a fight with this dude. I'll tell you in a second. I got in a fight with this dude on earlier in today's show about uh gun rights and freedom of speech. But go ahead, go ahead. I was hoping that um, they got into the 10 inch line a little bit on the podcast because I think Brian mentioned it first. Like, we look at the wall facing handstand push up as a way to kind of show people and showcase virtuosity and learning how to move correctly and learning how to be better stacked in, in certain body alignments. And what that line actually did, the line being used for the target on the wall walk, having your fingers on it, is at least it did create some good habits maybe um facilitate some good behavior not having the kipping and actually moving in good movement patterns closer to the wall even though they were a lot harder for people to execute but i don't Dude, think jr you should that. be on the fucking marketing team at crossfit you're you, he, everything jr says i'm like uh, i got nothing uh, Claire, now, the one thing about just, that hand well the one thing about that handstand push-up that i might might push back on and uh is the width of the line being limited to the 30 inches. That's that's where I'm struggling to understand, especially when you had a, a week prior where the length of your arms mattered for the standard that you had to meet. Right. So on the burpee pull-ups, we, we made the athletes extend their arms and made sure the pull-up bar was out of reach. But for the handstand push-up test, we just used 30 inches, not taking into account length of athletes' arms. And letting that be variable based on like wingspan or something like that. That's what Chase had mentioned. Like, why not take everyone's wingspan and just say, okay, you, your line is half of your wingspan. And that's the line that you get. Because essentially, if you break it down with 
and say, okay, the workout was more about the strict handstand pushups than it was about the barbell at every level of competitor, then it made the people that are already amazing at strict handstand pushups because of limb length even better. It made the people that were okay at handstand pushups still okay, but maybe a little more challenging based on their mobility and movement patterns. And then it made the people who already struggled at strict handstand pushups, like the really tall, long-limbed people, made them even more <laughs> difficult for those people. Because if you use the 30-inch line, if you use the 30-inch line and you're someone that's five foot two, the old standard of a 40 by 24 inch rectangle, like I know even when I was doing them, if I put my thumbs on the tape, my hands were outside the 40 inch width allowance. So you could have someone with really short arms, like have two or three inches of range of motion and that's it. It's Claire. So I want to derail the the handstand push-up and just go back over to the run. And I'm sorry if you guys already talked about this a little bit, but I think that no. one of the quotes from that was that you, you can start any anything with the word rail in it. It's one of my favorite <laughs> words, derail, rerail. I like deload too. Any of those are a great way of uh, segue into any topic you want. Go ahead. We love a deload. Okay. Yep. So can't test fitness without testing running, right? But like, I think that we've already hashed out all the ways in which not running the run workout worked. And so... And then also, I, I don't know, with all the pivoting, like I, I agree that running is a beautiful tool to use to test fitness. But I think that this way that it's structured in something like this is like a pivoting skill. I mean, like, a, you know, I, I mean, it's not like a true run test, I feel. But, but it's the best. I, but I, but are you not giving them leeway? I mean, it's the best they can do for an open, right? I mean, it was. I, I like to see the shuttle. How do run. you include it in an open? Yeah. How do you include right. it in an open unless right. you do? Yeah. Yeah. So, so just, are you suggesting you like it or it should be omitted since it can't be like a, on a four hundred meter track? I don't feel like it's running capacity testing. Well, what if they just programmed it differently? What if they just mixed it? commensurate what if they what if they paired it with a at the with the movement that's commensurate uh to to a shuttle run i also like the shuttle run claire because you change directions i do i do like i do like that part of it i do like that part of it were you gonna say something helping i was gonna say if there was a tiebreaker if there was a, some sort of tiebreaker that actually pushed you to run and actually mm-hmm. said like mm-hmm. if you're if you're gonna push the run that it matters and you don't have hiller and hundreds of other people saying that they beat the workout walking then, then it actually becomes like a run capacity workout. Well, and this opinion of mine too is just picking apart something that's incredibly hard to do. It's easy for me to sit here and pick things apart, you know, from a perspective of not actually having to try to put it together. So, but, okay, it's I didn't. Just, I, I thought you were making a proposal. I want to hear your opinion. No running in the open. I mean, I I don't know how to make it accurate <laughs> as a test. Um, you, you, uh, what, what about, let's look at that for a quick second. Uh, JR, what do you think about running on a, um, on a runner for the open? I mean, and, and it, it, I think, uh, it's, it's a fucking I, expensive piece of equipment. Sure. But I think Brian's made this point a, a lot of times. If you release the equipment list for the 2023 online season, and then at the very bottom underneath saying GHD and rope climb will be used for later stages, but not for the open. You can have another line that says for 2024, you need to um, have access to an echo bike or to a ski erg or to whatever that they want to include or even give two years notice um, so that gym owners that 
want to be able to provide the equipment their members need to participate in the test can have time to accumulate those things. I thought you were going to blast me for even suggesting that, Brian. What? A runner in the open, you cool with it with a two-year no- notification, two-year warning? I don't like the air runners for tests of competition in general, but I do uh, obviously agree with JR that there could be some more, you know, there could be some more variants of what's available for online testing. And if you give enough runway of notice for it, I think it's quite reasonable for people to, you know, make that happen if they want to. I think think there's a, I think there's a piece of it as well that you, and you saw it with the first test this year, that it seems like they're pushing people back towards going to affiliates. So if there's affiliates that have runners and have ski ergs and have bike ergs and have whatever else they need, and they can say, Hey, you're going to go to an affiliate and do this. That becomes a different thing. And for so long through the past three years, They've done box jumps and wall walks that they can just say, hey, you could do this at your house, at your park, in your garage, wherever you street parking, come along. Uh, and nice now, job, Calvin. I know. Uh, and, uh, and now they can actually say, hey, you might have to go to an affiliate to do this. And they proved it in the first workout. Like, like it's interesting to me that that first workout was that first workout because it basically set a tone that was, if you don't have rings and you don't have this and you don't have this, like sounds like you're going to have to figure that out where they could do the same thing here. They could just say, Hey, there's going to be a runner or there's going to be rowing again this year. or There's going to be skiers or something like that. That does another um, workout of that type without having to just say like, Hey, set up a line for shuttle runs. Cause we're going to have shuttle runs. Cause we need some sort of um, workout like that. Dude, can you imagine assholes like us getting how angry we would be if they put forced a runner in the open? Uh, Claire, did you did you just pull string on dental floss? I'm sorry, what? Did you just pull some string on dental floss? Like, do you have dental floss down? <laughs> I heard a sound that sounded like dent. Oh, wow! I need to hold. I can't even get it up. There, there we go. Oh, what is that? Uh, well, it was plugged into the microphone. Oh, I heard this sound because I have dental floss here, and I heard this sound. You know that sound that the we, the the dental floss makes as it as it rolls off the. Uh, oh, I thought yeah. I heard. I thought I. Oh, I thought yeah. I heard that sound. Um, joke about teeth. Can we uh, celebrate the top performers in every division division for the last week of the open? Yes, as he pulls that up, let me read some comments. For That's a great idea. Oh, uh, I heard Caleb and uh, I heard Caleb and Susan breaking off to start their own podcast. Uh, Sevon, there's nothing better for your brand than a completely mess by CrossFit. Uh, Rich uh, Brosda, if they put Claire in every thumbnail, Sevon would finally pass her subscribers. Oh, we did put uh, Claire in the thumbnail. We just dressed her as the State <laughs> Puff Marshmallow guy. That's probably not her best look, but um, I really it was only, appreciate it. <laughs> it was the only character left. Uh, Will Brandstetter, uh, let's tell Street Parking we are sorry and they should join the Open next year and then use runners in the Open. Well done, uh, Mr. Brandstetter. Uh, Lafemme Natel, uh, great name. Yes, thanks. Change the subject to actual facts. Uh, but that's, at, that's out of context. I don't know what that means. Um, okay. Uh, so I want to say this, and I don't know if this is accurate, but someone told me that in all the years past for the games, they had drop down menus for like the fittest cop, the fittest guy in the Navy, the fit, like that they, they had breakdowns of the, the fittest and first responders. Is that true? Does anyone know if that's true? Caleb, do you know if that's true? It was true. 
Yeah, they definitely had that because I was on like the mill leaderboard or something. Okay, now listen. Uh, go ahead, but I'm going to tell you it's still true. But... Oh, oh, good. Okay, tell me, tell me before I before I I'm going to say something about uh, midgets. If so Caleb wants to say. pull it up, I can show you how to find it. Okay, please, they please. Made it yeah, very, let's do that, Caleb. Before they made we, it very uh, hard to find. Let's not let Brian go to sleep. Brian's yet. wanting to celebrate all these people an hour. I know. Let me this, just but... go off on one little more rant here. Uh, yeah, occupational. If you go. Yes. Oh, uh, it's probably because you at, have. Yeah, now what? Help in. Oh, Tell me. Uh, <laughs> appreciate military, me helping. Military okay. member is probably not the right term. You should probably know your own terms. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh shit. So you have to push the hashtag in there. Yeah, right. So you asked me last night about firefighters. So if you just type in firefighter and up. Wow, that's a nice. That's a nice. And uh, go touch. to the one that just says firefighter. Uh, well, this is 35 to 39, but if you did it for worldwide, man. yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I want to see. And then You're I want you to see. put in Armenian. I want you to put in Armenian. Sort of high rank though. Yeah, you got Espindale. Uh, yeah, there's Angela. There's Evan Rogers. Okay. Watch out for Evan Rogers, by the way. Serious? I've been hearing some things about him. Yeah. Brandon Swan, that's a that's an old name I haven't heard in a long time. He's going to be on the team with Royce Dunn this year. Oh, Dunn's going team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about the teams at some point. We'll wait for them to all s- settle out. But I've been acquiring so, a list. CrossFit's um, where professional athletes go to die. Team is where CrossFitters go to die. Sorry, go ahead, Halpin. Can you type in Armenian? I want to see Armenian uh, in that um uh, in that hashtag. Let me see uh, what's going on here. And then, oh, and then wow. Jew. Type in Jew after that, please. <laughs> I see Jew and Armenian. Oh yeah, what the fuck is Ad- no, no, not not like that. Just we'll do it separate. <laughs> do Armenian first. What the fuck is Adler doing on the top of Armenian? Uh, yeah, I think you have to select it, and it's going to tell you that there aren't any. Oh please, no shit. Okay, type in Jew. Type in Jew. I want to see Jew. If you put in Savan podcast, it's in there. No shit. Jews, Jews will work. Or Jew. oh, I saw Jew. Brett Cohen. When you put in Jew, I saw Brett Cohen. Are you fucking kidding me? That Barnett Cohen, what a stud! Oh my god, age fifty three, five six, one eighty. I think if you just type Savon podcast, not the Savon podcast. Hey, I, I should have entered the open and just put in Armenian. I could have just been. You would have been at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah, that guy's mm-hmm. brilliant. That so that guy's the fittest Jew. Yeah. Uh, try one more thing. Let's just try one more crazy thing. Put in Nigerian. Let me see what happens if you put in Nigerian up there. Brian, all those athletes you want to I should have just to? I should have just said this didn't work and you were right. Okay, Nigeria. That works. <laughs> Let me see that. So our country's using that? No shit. Wow, this is amazing. Okay. Okay. CrossFit uh ha- Jagoon or Hagoon, age 42. All right. Well, that's dope. Uh, I, I still don't think, though, that I still think that you should have. Um, I, I still I oh, still I'm I not going to be as critical, but I still don't think you should have like one armed dudes or uh, midgets ahead of police and fire. And those are your base, man. Like, so if you can only do so many drop downs, pick the dudes who are in your base, pick Marines, pick all those dudes. I mean, please just be just be courteous. Armenians. Not Armenians, but oh. well, unless it's Armenian Marines. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> Brian has already been influenced by the by the categories that CrossFit has chosen. I guess because these are the guys who get to get crowned the fittest, right? Well, yeah. I mean, well, also, you know, we've done this each last two weeks. I didn't want to neglect it in the final week. I also, Jeffrey Gasick is a friend of mine and a great guy in the CrossFit space. Helped me with these today. So we have the scores, which were missing last week, and also their overall rank for the finish in their division at the end of the test. And what you're going to see across all four of these graphics is that if you did well on the fourth test or the third week's test, you did pretty well in, overall in the open also. Okay, so uh, uh, 35 to 39, you have uh, uh, Froning, Rich Froning, and you're saying that he won. He won this workout. He finished 10th in his division. We've already addressed why that is. We know he's the fittest in that division. And 10th, okay, okay. So those numbers, okay, overall rank and that score, they're all in first. Okay, well, who's this guy? Kulani uh, Subi, Subi. He's the favorite to win the, the boys 14 to 15-year-old division this year. Uh, what country is that? I think he's USA, but I'm not sure where his uh, origins are. All right. Uh, John Smith. Isn't that the guy, the 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 Mormon guy? Joseph that, Smith. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Alpin. All right. Jensen Palmer. Uh Tola Marquino. What 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 oh, RJ open. won okay. the RJ won the 14 to 15 last year, I think. Yeah. And he's um I mean, it's always hard to win when you're 16 in the 17 division or 14 in the 15 division, but he'll be in contention for sure. And yeah, you know, in the master's divisions, you don't, you won't know everyone, but Juliana Silvino is very, very, he's been around for a while. Stuart Swanson has been around for a while. Um, some of the other guys I don't recognize, but if you just look at the right, you can see that a majority of them are in the top 10. Several of them have won their division and all of them have done relatively well. And this is going to hold true across the women and adaptive divisions as well. Uh, Patrick Clark, uh, Subinos are all from Texas. <laughs> a bunch of them compete in the team division. All right, the, yeah, the, they probably are the only people with that last name in the United States. Oh, see if Joseph Smith is on the leaderboard. Fair. Good work, Katie. Uh, we will. I, I do like this, uh, Barry, uh, um, Barry McCockiner. Um, oh, um, did anyone tell you, Claire, last week that we were, that we were making fun of you uh, about one of the names? Did anyone... Mm -mm. Oh, oh no. darn it. Okay. Uh, we Would you will like do to this. enlighten me now or no? No, 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 no. I don't okay. want to ruin the joke. Uh, uh, Barry McCogginer, uh, yeah, we, we'll do that on the live call-in show. I'm gonna, definitely going to bring up that. Uh, that's going to be great. There's a few. There's that's going <laughs> to – Caleb looks like a Sesame Street character. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He has three caterpillars on his face. Um, okay. I like it. We'll definitely be using that hashtag. The other uh, thing that's cool about this this graphic, if you put with the scores there, is something that we've we've previously mentioned, which is all of the scores in gray are divisions that have the same test. And I think that personally, CrossFit can stray from some of the uniformity in this regard. And you look here's a good example where there's a big drop off or a noticeable drop off in the last two divisions, the 45, 49, and 50 to 54. And, I, and this happens on almost every workout like this. Um, I'm a little bit indifferent about the 16, 17 year old division, but at the 45 to 54 range, I think that you can appease a bigger population within those age groups by scaling their weights down a little bit, uh, more than anything else. Uh, Manny Serrano, dollar 99. I'm the fittest uh, Ecuadorian man in, uh, 50 to 54. Uh, Thank you, Manny, and thank you for the drinks you bought me in Newport. Um, I uh, that's cool that you did that in the gray. That's cool. 
and and it makes sense. Toll is the fittest. Okay, uh, the women, the women, the women. After all that, that's what he took away from it. Toll is the fittest. Yeah, he's the fittest. It makes sense. Literally nothing. Rich Froning, number two. Uh, the women. Uh, Danny Spiegel wins the uh, last event and ranked one twenty. Okay, so a bigger spread here. Well, you got she's the worst ranking athlete relative oh, other than the 14 and 15 so you have a couple outliers here the 14 15 spiegel and then the 35 39 winner camilla murakami which i know by the way these are not official rankings these are just what we pulled earlier this afternoon but several of the others are obviously doing exceptionally well and once again not so much in the 45 to 49 that's a really impressive score by kim mullins but a significant drop off on the 50 to 54 uh caleb is not back that is just a um, – I don't know what's going on with him. We haven't even talked yet, but but he's he's back for this show. But still send money and if you want to mourn his departure. Caleb, you're not doing – Caleb, you're not doing any 7 a.m. shows anymore? Uh, I'm going to try to the best I can. My job seems pretty chill, so I might be able to uh, every once in a while. Like how often? Like once a week or twice a week? Maybe a couple times a week. What about the weekends? Weekends for sure. Oh, that's good. Uh, uh, Jackie, um, uh, Millie, my boyfriend just called me and asked, how is everyone? <laughs> how is that? <laughs> everyone's great. Um, everyone's uh, great. Uh, Sevon, rumor has it you're entering the women's 50 to 54. I, w- I would do that. Just hashtag trans next to it. Hashtag Armenian. Yep. Extra sloppy 199 for Trisha's video. Play it, please. No. Thank you. More than a dollar ninety nine. All right. Uh, cool. Okay. Anything else you want to point out here? The only name I recognize on here is Danny Spiegel's. Uh, Lucy McGonigal, very good. She could win her division this year. Uh, Lee Coates, Pauline Siasia, they've been around for a while. Um, but yeah, always always new names popping up in the Masters division, which is fun, and that's one of the reasons I want to. Hey, hit, Hip and Steel's doing the Open. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's good. Because he was kind of down after that kind of that run in with uh, um, Mr. the adaptive because the adaptives were, I mean, pretty much runaway. Uh, I think it was a very high percentage were winning this workout and also winning their division. Oh, oh, I thought you were suggesting that Hip and Steel uh, enter the adaptive. No, no, he he's he's recovered. That was just a rough run in he had with fame. Uh, Katie Gannon, credit to. She's big on giving credit, but I don't even know what that is. Do, can you help me, Brian? Mm. Mm. It. <laughs> I don't get it. It's over my head. See, see, Claire, people make fun of me, too. I don't even get it. So you guys can text me later. Uh, lower extremity, uh, Rogan Dean. Upper extremity, Casey Ackery. So Casey's going to win the games again this year, huh? I mean, look at his time compared to everyone else's. Yeah, it's, I mean, this is, he just obliterates not only his division, but pretty much all the others. Christian Wilbeck, we've talked about before. Say a friend of mine lives in central Illinois, so well done on a, an open victory here. What's he missing? He's got, uh, well, he used to be in the neurological division. Actually, they, he was denied in the neurological division one year. Then he was granted access into it, and now they've replaced it with this multi-extremity division, which I don't, I'll be honest, I don't entirely understand. Oh, well, I'm guessing you have to miss be missing like both your hands or like a hand and a foot. No, no, a halpin. It could be neurological too. But oh, 
Like not necessarily that it's not, oh, there's an mm person. Okay. Um, so it's not, you don't have to be missing it, but like your hand and your foot could not be working. You could be missing your hand and your foot could not be working. I, that makes sense. I was too close-minded when I thought of that. Uh, vi- vision. How's Kim doing? Is that is that lady Kim that we had on the show that that I cr- cried like a this baby? Is the men's. Oh, oh, oh right. Okay. Right. <laughs> I know Kim can be a man's name, but once you said the word lady, I sent maybe KYM. Uh, Kevin Ogar killing it. Um, probably knows the workouts ahead of time since he works across it <laughs> and cheating. Uh, Lance King, intellectual. Uh, they got to change the name of that. Even I'm too woke for that. You can't say that people are intellectually impaired. Do you want to suggest a new name? Um. <laughs> Yes. You can't use the old name either. So well. <laughs> I was actually thinking about that. That was even I couldn't even say it. Not with you guys on the show. I have to just I respect uh, Jr. too much. I, I don't know, but I'm just I just can't do. Uh... Let's go to the women. See if Kim okay. shows up. <laughs> and short stature, Tim Murray. Gotta have one of these short stature dudes on. Yeah, someone in the comments said it. I'm woman, I think the it. woman that won this this one here, Aaron Popovich, you should invite her on. Find her. Uh, Track her down. No Kims. Uh, the Olsen dudes. God, this dude This dude has made me rich. Cheers to the great coverage as always. Thank you. God, I can't wait to meet you. Is that correct then? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. Uh, okay. Uh, upper extremity, uh, lower extremity. Uh, Valerie Cohen, she should have been in the Jewish category too. Multi extremity, uh, Lauren Taylor, Vision, uh, Mary uh, Colin. Hey, can you? Sorry, can we go to the Vision category? I want to see uh, how my girl is doing. Yeah. And thanks for sh- thanks for showing these. I mean, it's really impressive, regardless of what division you compete in, to get for a win. Sure. For sure, any, except not short stature, dude. There's only twenty people. Five percent. Your girl I think Kim is fifth. Is she in the in the world? Um, not in the world. Well, I mean, of the. Oh yeah, of, of the, the people can't see. Yeah, I like that. Okay, but look at that. Hey. She's only three. She's only three points out of third, though. I mean, she's pounding on the door of a podium finish. Well, that's great. And uh, not only this, um, she these people in these categories, it's just a smorgasbord of a- ages, right? It's a smorgas mm-hmm. smorgasbord of ages. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Is uh, is Colton winning that? No, I, he's too tall. Sevon, you should en- enter there with be 21. <laughs> uh, you're a good dude. I'm taller than Colton. Okay. Uh, anyone else? Uh, anyone else in the um, – any other people you think should deserve credit? Like which affiliate has the most people who entered the Open? Should we celebrate them? Oh, we, we could do that. I don't know it offhand. Uh, is there any way to know that? Halpin, you're the numbers guy. Yeah. If you pull up the affiliate participation leaderboard, oh. it's, full, it's full CrossFit out of Spain. Oh. Uh, and, and how many? 459. Wow, that's not bad. And uh, and uh, who, who's the tallest person in the Open this year? Do you have any stats on that? I mean, I've been contacted by at least one guy who's six foot 11. So I'm wow. guessing he's up there. He was wow. really loving the handstand push-ups. Did um, he find a pull-up bar that he could use? Uh, I, 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 he did, but uh, the, the tallest example we have of that was the six-foot-eight guy from last week mm-hmm. on video, I, at least. I, I do want to say this: um, one of the people um, who 
is in the quarterfinals. I know for a fact is on steroids. Who's qualified for the quarterfinals? One of the 20,000. Yeah. And I had a talk with him today and he was, he was, uh, debating whether or not he should feel bad for taking one of the places since he's on steroids. And I told him absolutely fucking not. So <laughs> if, if you're 20,000 and one, I want to tell you that I uh, just take one for the team. Shut the fuck up. Let our boy is juiced up. Just roll. It's cool. Our boy it was not for anybody guessing. It's not Nicholas Joyal. He did not make the quarterfinals. Uh, oh, good. Good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I did no, he did. He did, right? He did make the quarterfinals, didn't he? No. Wow. He missed it. I don't know that he did the last workout. Okay. He couldn't he could not have that black mark on his conscience like this other unknown person. Yeah. Look at Jeffrey Birchfield's threatening to fucking put Trish on a timeout. Wow. <laughs> Some crazy shit going on in there. I timed myself out. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, okay. any standout uh, any standouts from the open this year that we haven't touched on? Yeah, I, I didn't know if she would make the list for this past week, but uh as it currently stands, Noel Henderson is number one in the world for multi extremity adaptive female. So she'll be going to the games barring something crazy happening. And where does she train? She trains at Crash. She's a coach at Crash also. Oh, oh, you go straight from the open to the games if you're adaptive? Yep. God, they should just do that for everyone. Well, that that would, that would be a challenge. Hey, um, has she been to the games before? Jared? No, no, she was one spot out last year. Oh, cool! Congratulations. And uh, oh, I'll wait on. I was just gonna say, Nicholas Joyel is no longer on the leaderboard, either. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. They fixed the glitch. Well, God, I hope I hope they don't find my friend who's on there, who's on steroids. I don't want them to find him. Um, okay. Um, what happens next for us? Oh, um, Claire, any standout performance of someone you want to give a shout out to, something awesome from the Open this year? I mean, yeah, since I opted out of the first half or 30 minutes of the show. Sorry, guys. Yeah, bring um, up whatever you want. Um, Jared doesn't want to go. <laughs> no, he's like, get me out of here. Um, so, I mean, honorable mentions are just things that I thought were, well, I mean, I think we covered sufficiently, like, that this is just a different test. And so there are, like, things that come up to me of, like, if we make this so high skill or whatever, then what is the participation in the future look like for all of the people who are attending affiliates and so on? Like, those are just simply questions, not necessarily performances of individuals. Um but so different, right? Like different dude programmed it. It's different. And so other than that, my, uh, my, like, I think that it's really cool that Zoe got uh, top 10 this year in the open and her significant other was in the top 50 on the men's side. Um, Who's Zoe? John, Who's Zoe? Zoe Warren. She's 10th in the open. Oh, okay. Yeah, still do you, do you know her, Claire? Yeah. You're like, you're friends yeah. with her? Sure. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Like she lives yeah. in your neighborhood, friends, or just like oh, I, I no. we 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 pump each other's Instagram accounts. I just like her. I, I like her. She's mm. she's real sweet. And then also, um, her her significant other, John Wood, he is fiftieth uh, place worldwide right now. So that's cool. And he's got a great name, <laughs> John Wood. Yeah. Other than that, I think the other things I thought were cool, which I don't know if you guys touched on this, was just like so that proven team. You've got 
Tola in second, and then uh, Tim Paulson, I'm assuming, is his his teammate, um, mm-hmm. which placed 14th worldwide in the Open. And then you've got the Invictus guys, of uh, Joshua Altama and Jorge, uh, or yep. George Fernandez, in 43rd and 81st. So just, like, looking at, like, some fun four teams is, it looks like, uh, there's going to be really good competition which I'm sure that we'll talk about more as we get further along. But just looking at those open performances from those guys on those teams, uh, that should be fun. Hey, what about the women on that team, on that Invictus team, uh, Claire? How are, how are they doing? I don't know because some of the scores that were submitted were some of the athletes that are going to go individual as well. So I don't I don't know exactly what the Devin, team Devin situation Kim, is. Devin Kim, 118th place worldwide. Wow. Good honor. Great. She had yeah. a... She had um, a really bad middle week, like uh, r- really pretty good weeks one and two. She should have walked. Um, it looks like she could have walked to get the, the score that she had. Look at Clark. Just in case you didn't know, it's Devin Kim and Brittany Weiss. Yep, and okay. Brittany Weiss finished 232nd in the Open. She actually did very well on the first two tests, uh, 2,344th in the thruster workout. Uh, no, uh, Katie, Katie, I didn't uh, place in the open. I sent my $20 directly to the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion Council at CrossFit because I felt like they could use my money uh, wisely over there. Uh, that is what I did with my entry money. Okay, sorry. Uh, so that's good. They're looking good. What was Weiss? Where did she finish in the World Two, Wide Open? 232, but she's she accumulated 2,600 points total in the open, 2,300 of them on the thruster alone. Okay. And I had speculated a lot of last year that their team would be limited by her strength at the games, but they still managed to podium. She's still getting stronger relative to herself. And, um, you know, they're bringing back the same team. They're going to be very good. Hey, um, what about a team? um, uh, Why haven't any of these other guys? um, So the whole, the whole froning phenomenon and the mayhem empire, they're, 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 they've taken the team thing and just run with it. Right. But Proven isn't doing that. HWPO isn't doing that. Um, who, well, the Nashville team is Proven. What what team? What Nashville team? Andrew Nistler, Taylor Williams. Yeah, but, but they haven't won yet. I guess this would oh. be the, the – right, right? No, I mean, well, no, you're right. The, the, like, the major training camps have not really put out – Comtrain, did Comtrain teams. ever have a badass team? No. No. I mean, no. up Vegas, until – but until well, now, it was all affiliate. Yeah, I was going like, to say, like, like, like in the in the early years with Hobart, wasn't CrossFit New England technically the the original Comp Train crew? Yeah. Oh, before I think before Comp Train existed, CrossFit New England right. one two, uh, Hacks Pack one two. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I gave. Uh, wait, no, no, not that. Uh, they're a nothing burger. They are all nothing burgers. Fair enough. If you pull up that leaderboard for the teams, they actually added something, I, or at least I think they added it. I don't know. It looks new to me. They they will say who was the top four people at the affiliate for each event. So, like, if you click on it, it'll actually say who was who makes up those top four. So, in mm-hmm. in most circumstances for these teams, nashville won but in only the lift was it truly the four-person team that was doing it oh wow let me see who else is on that list go down or move over to the other side sorry so i can see the names so in mayhem's case it has like roman and rich and i want invictus to win 
Is that okay? I mean, they they should be great. They should they should be fighting for it. I yeah. like uh, I like uh, Jorge Fernandez and Devin Kim a lot. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And so those Royce's, are fun. Royce's team is right there. Uh, anything else, uh, Claire, that that we steamrolled you over that you didn't get out in the first 30 minutes when you were playing with your mic? <laughs> that mic. Uh, I mean, Bailey Rail doing really well. She's training over with Paige. You know, Powers, the two of them seem to be having fun together. Oh, but you won't see them at the same semifinal, though. I was going to say, Halpin, were you saying that uh, Bailey's competing out of the West? Yeah, she, uh, Bailey is technically unaffiliated. Wrap your mind around that one. Where's her? Yeah, home? yeah. Is, I want to wrap my head around that. Right? Unfuck me. Fulfill <laughs> me and Claire. What the fuck is helping saying? He's like if people in the know know what he just said. I don't. What it, what does that mean? She's not affiliated. That's so she can compete in the West. She's trying to get uh okay. Her, okay. her okay with that. Her and her family live in Missouri or Kansas mm-hmm. or somewhere. Yeah. Uh JR, you think she's going too? You think her and Tyler you said Ty you think Tyler's going to the games? You think Bailey Rail's going? Definitely going. Out. I really want to see how many spots get allocated to the West. Before that's not a good sign, Bailey. He had no questions about that when he said Tyler Christopher's name. Well, I'm confident that the East is going to get a lot. Yeah. Same for Michaelishan. I did not notice that. There's a few athletes. So, I mean, this came up where. No, no. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. This came up where there's a few athletes that just have the ability. And they have and they have another residence. So Bailey did all of her workouts at CrossFit Mayhem. All of her workouts are judged by like Paige or somebody, I think. And then all of her she seemingly has lived there, but as of last Christmas, yeah, she was at home. And through the beginning of the year, she was likely living wherever she lives out west. And she has the ability. So you saw the same thing when we, I think we showed the video from the buttery bros or something like that, where Danny Spiegel said, I'm going to go out West and, and, and go to Invictus. The difference being Danny actually went to Invictus. Like there's athletes that went, <laughs> like, like went out West and actually joined yeah. an affiliate out West. And then said that this case, she just claims her residency is out West, which maybe it is. Bailey, that, will you flush the toilet? Okay. Okay. I'll see you later. Yeah, I'm almost done here. We'll catch it. We'll go get into the bar and get a beer. Tell Tyler he can come too. Sorry, Bailey Rail was just here. He's in my yeah, bathroom. What were you saying? She hasn't moved out west? Yeah, she definitely lives there. And maybe, yeah, she doesn't have a lease. She doesn't Ty- have Tyler still lives in the east, though, Savon. He's oh, he'll be in uh, the east. Ta- I'm so glad Tyler's not here. It's fucking <laughs> awesome. We'll have a three beer minimum, uh, Bailey, just so nothing weird happens. But there's a, I mean, look, and some people are probably going to hear this and be like, well, that's. That's not really on the up and up by Bailey, but this is this is the problem that others have already highlighted. Mike's talked about it. If you live in any other competitive region in the world, you could not get away with something like this because there isn't a Europe East and a Europe West or an Asia East or an Asia West. There's just Europe. There's just Asia, and they all go to the same spot. And for whatever reason, in North America, and for only the individuals, not for the team competition, CrossFit has allowed for this difference in allocating their competitive region to exist where you don't you can you know for example there's a guy at my gym that is uh, he does he's, he's namibian he has a namibian passport he's a namibian citizen 
but he doesn't live in Namibia. Per the rules, he has to compete in Namibia. But that's not the case. Bailey probably has. How many times did you just say Namibia? Isn't that cool? That was awesome. Yeah, that was really fucking good. <laughs> that was good. Impressive. You know, but that it's a very different situation that CrossFit has created for right. athletes in the North American regions, competitive regions, collectively. And so putting it on <laughs> sorry. Uh, putting it on the athlete is understandable, but it's not it's it's limiting. There's, you know, CrossFit created this reality. So if you weren't able to follow that, if you live in Namibia, Namibia, you can't compete in the West, but you can compete in the East. If I, I think that was, <laughs> that's what you got. Uh, uh, JR spoke at, uh, made his uh, debut in the show at 1020. Then he spoke again at 1203. Then again at 1547. Then again, again at 2426. There was a time in there that he, I, he didn't speak that he spoke and I didn't get to write the time down. I apologize. Then he spoke again at 3619, then at 4030, then at 4457. Then he spoke again, this son of a bitch at 5139. Then he fucking took a seven minute break. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. He spoke again, then at 5921, then at uh, 110, then at 115, it's then at 117, and then at 119. And then that something the happened. And then something happened, and I stopped. Either he hasn't talked in uh, 35 minutes, or I just stopped writing it down. I don't know what happened, but um, that is, uh, that's uh, what JR did this evening. If you and want I'm... to go back and just go through those time codes. I may just need to pre-defend myself, not to take away from JR's speaking You can't defend yourself. What were but, you doing on the uh, Sevon podcast, Halpin? I just want to be clear that I'm not the guy that's just stalking people and says like who gets to live in which in which continents. Oh, fair. Because it came up with Katrin and now it's coming up with Bailey. I'm just pointing out in both cases there is the ability by some athletes to play within the rules of CrossFit, which is what Brian was talking about. And in many cases, there's not that ability. There's real circumstances that certain athletes can't move. They can't go places the Namibia guy got has to go to Namibia or wherever it is. I don't know where Namibia is. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, uh, <laughs> yes. So in game. those circumstances, it just shows that, hey, in those cases, people are playing the game with the cards they have. So in that case, great for them. They get to play that game. But, oh, good to know. Oh, okay. It's oh, not it's bigger than I thought. It's way bigger than I thought. Yeah. Wow. JR, you want to know something funny about that guy? And this sure. is, he didn't, he doesn't, in the context of CrossFit, he would never know what this is. His favorite animal is an oryx. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Interesting. Hey, you can, there's a, there's a ranches in Texas uh, where they raise those and you can go out and shoot them. <laughs> and that was the name of, that was the name of one of the Madrid workouts. Dubai. Right? Dubai. Dubai. The Oryx. That's the That's one with like the skinny horns, right? It's got the skinny horns. It's got like a fucking long ranger suit on. Help like a deer can with you, the... uh, Can you tell everyone what you learned about the <clears throat> Asian men in the top 100 this past weekend? Yes. Yeah, there, there it is. Yeah, There will it. be when they um, possibly when they release the quarterfinals results, there will be zero men from Asia in the top 100, but they will get two spots. Okay. Regardless. So, so, uh, so here, here, hold on one second. Halpin's going to say that one more time. And then Brian's going to explain to you why that number top 100 matters. Okay. Can you say that one more time? And then Brian, you just jump in and say, it, cause this is fucking hilarious. Holy so shit. 
so based on the scoring that CrossFit has released, which I've then redone uh, for this after the open, which I can share with people if they'd like. If you look at who competed in Asia this open, no more specifically one, who did not compete. Yeah, and who did not compete. The two the two athletes that have the most points that are Let's still count in Roman, Asia, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so the three top athletes last year from Asia, when they got scored in the top 100, zero of them are still in Asia or or competing in this year's Open. The wow, one guy I didn't left, know that. The one guy left is Artur Semenov, who went to the games last year. He's in like 200th place at the moment, and he may jump up. Uh, but as of this moment, there are zero athletes from Asia men in the top 100. Of the worldwide rankings. Of the worldwide rankings, which is how they're supposed to get allocated spots to the games. That was the part Brian was supposed to say. Halpin just uh, took the punch. No, there was one missing component because okay, the last thing that he had said was, and they're guaranteed two spots to the games. So if you're not familiar, there's 40 spots at the games. A certain number of them are pre allocated based on. Jarrah's out. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> are pre-allocated based on uh, designations that CrossFit made, which do not have anything to do with competition. And then the remaining spots are allocated, supposed to be allocated based on competitive performance over a two-year time period in which you can accumulate points that will put you on a worldwide ranking system. And then those worldwide ranking points, if you're in the top 100, can help you with allocation when the strength of field rolls around. In this case that Mike's talking about, what he's saying is because Roman is competing in North America East and because Alexander Illin and Stas Solodov did not compete in this year's Open, the only three men who had a chance to be in the top 100 for Asia at this point in the season are not. And there's one other guy, Artur Semenov, who competed injured at the games last year and didn't do very well, has an opportunity to move into the top 100 if he does very well in the quarterfinals worldwide. Uh, even if he gets in there, then they'll have one spot. They'll have absolutely no chance to earn any additional spots, but they'll still get more spots at the games than they have in the top 100 of the worldwide rankings. Why? Oh, different show. I'm not even, I don't even know if I should open that. Uh, we were just throwing the leaderboard. That's what we found out. Uh, but the women are going to go. Good, good, good to, to go. go. Asian, good to go. We, uh, Asian women holding up their end of the bargain. Meaning what? The women had someone in the top 100? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> go ahead, Mike. There's one, Sierra Kaya. No, Sung Young Choi. Oh, she's out this well, year. She's not competing. Yeah. So they have one. Which Sierra Kaya was 83rd in the Open this year, so she she did her she did her part. Yeah, which is pretty close to her worldwide ranking. Okay, um, so you, you you is there anything else you want to say to Claire, Brian? Like, if I'm going to try to wrap the show up, is there are you going to give her any more windows of opportunity to speak? Or oh, 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 shit! Trish is fucking Claire up. Let's see what's going on here. Claire looks like the only white girl from school who slays on the dance squad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh true, true or false, Claire? True or false? Oh my god! I mean, I can dance. Trish, yeah, get her, Trish, get her. Um, Actually, the true part is she can dance, was, but in her eyes, are you guys ready for this one? Nobody's ready for this one. I was captain of the color guard. That, that's with the flags. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you have a tall hat? 
My daughter does color guard. I did not have a tall hat. No, the band had tall hats, but I was twirling flags. Were those girls? Uh, were those girls a little more promiscuous or less promiscuous than the cheerleaders? <laughs> Let's skip over the fact that I just said my. daughter. I think they were less. Sorry, Alvin. You can tell me off air, Claire. You can tell me in the private. My wife was. My, yeah. my wife was on color guard. Oh shit! This is going sideways. I loved it. But definitely uh, was not one of the cool kids. But I could dance. Claire, I think that for an upcoming costume party or Halloween or something, we need a throwback Claire Captain of the Color Guard costume. There was, yeah, there was, there were some good ones. I had solos, you name it. Yeah. Okay, wait. Okay, so Winders, back, back to the thank you, Trish. I think that was Trish. Thank you. I, I, I don't I know if it was a compliment. Careful, <laughs> careful. Yeah, I don't I'm know. Taking, I'm taking it as a compliment, whether it was All or right. not. All right. Yeah. Well, it's, attention from Trish is always good. I um, like it. Anything uh, else that? Yes. Yeah. Brian. You want to throw anything else you wanted to to ask about? No. Okay. Let me ask this then. Uh, Halpin, do you have any any crazy statistics you wanted? Like you feel like you didn't need to get out? Oof. Claire, did you want to say something about Oceana? I know you saw an update from somebody who's not competing. Oh gosh. Oh yeah, uh, just Kara Saunders announced that she's pregnant, so oh, that's why she's not awesome. competing. I figured okay. you guys already covered that. Sorry. Yeah. So we will get to see two pregnant girls work out. Damn, it's my year. <laughs> she's but she's uh she posted a video on YouTube. So for those that want to go see it, it's on her channel, and she explains what's going on. So, but she finally did uh, within the last twenty four hours announce that she is not participating this year as a result of pregnancy. Uh, Mason Mitchell, how tight is Chase Ingram? He is very tight. Uh, I'm speaking from experience. Okay. When do we get, when do we meet next? What's going on? What? So today is, um, what's the next thing that happens? Today's March 7th. What's the next thing that happens in CrossFit that, that, that well, like, next, we get to pick on? Well, next week, um, JR and I are coming back to do uh, previewing the quarterfinal show with you at the same time on the same day. Okay. That, and, 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 and why will we know about the quarterfinals or anything or predictions, JR predictions well, or what's going on? By then, the leaderboards will be finalized. Invites will be sent out to quarterfinalists. So, but and uh, that's not really what's relevant. It, it is notable. And then, just like we did with the Open, we'll talk about what what we're expecting out of the quarterfinals this year, based on the last two years, based on what we saw in this year's Open. Yeah, we'll give some predictions for maybe styles of workouts. Will we see a heavy lift or not? Will you know? Will we? How long will we go? What kind of things? You know, is there any precedent for a repeat workout in a quarterfinal? We can have these types of conversations. Um, so it'll be an upbeat show. It sounds like a positive show. We're leaving the open behind us. <laughs> yeah, I think I think officially quarterfinal starts March 16th. I think it's the 16th through the 19th. So that means that the, that's my birthday. That's my birthday. Pisces. My, mine's the 20th. So oh, that's cool. That means what workouts will probably come out. We might have floor plans by the time we do that yeah, show because they've released floor plans on, the, on Monday. On this, on this, on the uh, last year, I think 14th? they released floor plans on the Monday, but the workouts won't come out. They'll come out in a two-two-one format: two on Thursday at noon, two on Friday at noon, one on Sunday at Saturday at noon, or something. Like that. A Thursday, be- the, Thursday, the what? Sorry, give me the dates again. I I know we're meeting on Tuesday the fourteenth again, but when did when when do the floor floor plans come out? Well, last year they came out on the Monday preceding, which would be the 13th, if they'd have held to the same pattern. Why? When are the quarterfinals? 16th. 16th. Oh, shit. We're not taking so any time the, off. But this will be 
this, this is going to cut into our frisbee be the first show year too. That they're releasing them and uploading scores, um, oh, not all at the same time. Because in the past two years, you've gotten all the tests and decided what order you wanted to do them. In. I like that. Do you like that, Jr? Yeah. Well, you can talk about it on your show next week. Yeah, I, I like that too. Reminds so me anyway, of the 2008 games. Have they ever done that before? Well, there's opportunity to redo uh, a lot more so when you get all of them. And if you're someone who wants to go ahead and knock out like two of them on Thursday, two of them on Friday, and then you can knock out the ones that are due first or the ones that you think you cannot redo early, and then you can maybe do a Sunday one on Thursday or Friday and then just redo it when you see maybe what scores you might need to move on to semis. And now they're taking that away from you, sounds like. And we've talked about this in the past, just like they oftentimes have a lift as part of the quarterfinal test. And a lot of the top athletes would just do the lift first when they're freshest, but it was written as workout four. And if you did the workouts in order, it it would have a different effect on how people performed on that lift. This is the first time ever where I feel like I've wanted to get off the show and Brian doesn't. Usually it's like I sense Brian's energy and he's like, dude, you should have wrapped this up 20 minutes ago. I asked for four hours today. Oh, Oh, okay. Let's, I got plenty more. Fuck. Okay, go help it. Go. Let me see. Let me oh, see. No, what, right. go. what do you got? I have like a 20 slide deck if you'd like to see it. But. Okay, let's rush through it real quick. Let's see what we can yeah. do. You could, Caleb, Caleb just freaked oh out. God. I saw Caleb's like, fuck. Oh, okay, real quick. Let's see what you got. If there's start at 14, Caleb. Okay. We're only going to 20. thank you, Caleb. Look at that. The show's gotten so sloppy. You can see the inner workings. Look at that. Okay. So oh, I like this, Travis Mayer. This is like playing to my heart. I like this. He's well, he's out. All these dudes, Marquand he's Jones. He's highlighted because he's out. So I'm sorry to tell you. I oh. want to tell you. Oh, that sucks. Uh, but yeah. So North America East has 38. I'm not going to spend too much time, but yeah, I highlighted a few athletes. Travis Mayer is he did he was registered, so he ended up getting ranked. This but. is after the 2023 Open. Yeah, correct. So he's up. So Hopper's the fourth, fourth, fourth uh, fittest guy right now in uh, North America East. North America East. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to keep clicking unless anybody has any questions about anybody? No, this America. is nice. Uh, it, it gives a nice overview of what the current competitive landscape is based on the worldwide rankings. Look at James Sprague and Ben Smith right next to each other. That's those are that's an interesting pair. I'm sure those two have a lot of good conversations. I love Samuel Cornway, but JR, look where he's at. Remember that he had no points from last year. He's going to the games. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Don't necessarily use these calculations to say how good they are in the worldwide ranking. Uh, Okay. Um, Uh, I mean, look, I mean, you say he's going to the games and you say that Christopher's going to the games, but look at that list of men on the left column. You're going to say who's not. Yeah. There's, I'll tell I mean, you who's not Dylan Hammy, Benoit Bollinger, Evan Rogers, Casey. You're reading Bramble. on the right side. We're talking about <laughs> oh, the left side. Oh, oh let me tell you. Uh, Jake Berman, Jacob Pfaff, Connor Duddy. He's not Austin Spencer. He did last year. They're not this year. Uh, <laughs> uh, All three Panchicks is is their goal this year. Tim Paulson is not because he's going on a team. But on the right side of it, you have guys like Griffin Raleigh, Ben Smith, Sam Cornway that are improving competitive Jack Farlow. You know, not going. And and what the the real question is? Wait, who went? You're saying Faf went last year? No, no. I said Austin Spencer did. 
Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the, but yeah, um, but that was he only got in because someone else because of a, it was someone a, else cheated. It's unbelievable. That they got <laughs> <in>. <laughs> uh, True. Anyway, the point is, what and to what Jr. was saying earlier, how many spots will this competitive region have? Because it's it's uh, likely that no matter how many it is, that you're going to be able to look at 14 guys and say, yeah, I could see every one of them making the games, but they only got 13 spots. And uh, notice who's not here. Because he's going to be on the West Coast. Yeah, several really talented guys. Yeah. Uh, Medeiros, the oh. champ. Yeah, if you want to click <laughs> over. Hey, it's going to be an incredible games this year on the men's side. Mm-hmm. And and, and I, if you want me to ruin it for you, I'll tell you who's going to win. I already know who's going to win. Ruin it. it it's going to be Justin Medeiros again. Mm-hmm. I know so many of you think Roman, like you're getting on the Roman train. That's fine. But he's not winning. So, yeah, 30, 30 for Europe. So actually, just to show you, Europe's Europe gained spots with who is likely <clears throat> dropping out. They also are gaining spots, or it'll it'll go up and down a little bit based on who actually sticks around. Andre Hude is going to go team, I believe. Same so, so is Joshua Chama. Yeah. So Sam some Stewart. of these, some yeah. Um, and then if you keep going west, which is Savan's favorite region, because there of the they are. There, there's the boys. Um, Tyler Eggeman, I only highlighted him to show he finished 15,000th, but he actually still did make the quarterfinals, um, which it was right on the line for him, but good for him. John Wood, who was mentioned earlier, right there. Thank great you. Name. Thank you. Yeah. No, they might not have as many athletes over there, but you know, that, and because of that, they're not going to get as many spots. So you're probably looking at eight or nine spots for the West and, and the men. Medeiros, Vellner, Fakowski, Sager, Quant, Matthew, Mertens, Chandler, Smith is eight. Cole Greasehaber is nine. That means everyone below that would be out. Magda, Davis, Delugos, Collins going team, actually. And What's up end. with Anthony Davis? How did he do in the Open? Is he getting better? God, I would love it if he went to the games. He's. I do think he's getting better. But what I'm saying is, uh, as even though there's less spots in the West for the men, I think it's yeah. harder to make it because it's top-heavy, big time. I really you know, so I, I'll tell you who's going for sure: Justin Medeiros, Samuel Kawant, and Nick Matthew. <laughs> so there's three done. Those three are sure. definitely going to the games. Wait, 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 you didn't come in for Mertens? I mean, I want Mertens, but I'm just trying to keep mm-hmm. it real. I want Mertens. Yeah. I hope Mertens okay. fucked. I hope God. I, I would love it if Mertens won. Based okay, on who current, else? come on. Based on current calculations, <clears throat> there will be. 12 uh, based on these numbers there will be 12 from the east 10 from europe and 10 from the west so as you're picking your names here understand that it's only 10 of these 25 that could possibly make it yeah you know that's true though right yeah you does anyone disagree with me that nick matthew samuel quant and justin medeiros are for sure going to the games they're 100 percent unless they get i think by we train. would i think I probably we would add a couple guy. to the list yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who you to throw one? Throw one. You guarantee, you guarantee me that you're willing to give me two inches off the tip of your cock to, if you lose. Who? I mean, I can just lend you that. Pat- <laughs> Patrick, you think? Would you? You think Patrick and Brent Fakowski? Aren't they scare, starting to scare you a little bit? No, not all at right. all. Are you kidding me? All right. I have think you Chandler seen Smith's wait, in a good spot. Wait. Yeah. Savan, do you have any idea of the record or the resume at this style of competition? I understand. I understand. They're just scaring me. They're not going to go from first and second at every single one of them to 12th. They might go to fourth or fifth. That's still well within the cut line. 
Katie, didn't you say good night 10 minutes ago? <laughs> when it was all marching band talk, she got out of here real quick. Uh, so if you want to keep going, it, it's going to go quick after this through okay. until we get okay. to the women. There's three. Oh, men. I like Jay Crouch. Please tell me he's not doing anything stupid like going team. Please. No, Roy well, Dunn is going team. Jay and Ricky will still be competing. So Good. and then just to speak on Royce Dunn, if he does men's quarterfinals for individual, his score will still count. But if he just doesn't do it like some mayhem folks did last year, then he'll be removed from this list. And so uh, you'll, you're, we're going to get to that Asia thing in a Why second. Why wouldn't here. he do it? Any any reason? Uh, JR, what do you tell your athletes to just do it anyway if you're going team? What do you guys do? What, what's the plan? Why wouldn't he do it? No, I mean, I, don't, I mean, if the goal is not to compete individually, especially you're taking the chance of there being a lot of overlap within like a 10-day span from almost doing the workouts twice, I don't think it's worth it. Oh, because, the because okay, okay, I see what you're saying. Because the programming could be extremely similar. It may not be, but it could Actually, be. Actually, and this is a great spot for gaming because we talked about people gaming with, with a little bit of the East-West thing. The gaming is you only have to register for the quarterfinals. So as long as you pay them 50 bucks, you could just have your name on the list and you count and get scored and get ranked in the in the worldwide ranking. You don't actually have to compete in the quarterfinals. So you would, so, you would gain zero points? But you, would still uh, you would gain the minimum, which is my way of saying that. But yeah. Oh, you, can, so you, could buy, you could buy a few points? You can. You actually get 60 for just showing up. So. 50 bucks, 60 points. Let's oh, okay. Right. That is what that's like, buying them. Well said. So, yeah. Oh, then- wait, wait. Well, listen to this. Listen to this. Uh, Patrick Clark, most team athletes are doing indie, just not going that hard. You could do that. Well. Or just take your 60 points and run. I believe they're uh, not going that hard when I see it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. People. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Africa has three. Oh. We won't go down that road again. Uh, they, There'll be plenty of time to. We're going to bang that drum all year. Don't worry. South America has two. Guy just sort of did what he did at Wadapalooza here. And then day one. if we. Day one. Day two <clears> is different. Uh, this is the piece about zero. And I do mention uh, Semenov will likely be in there, but he isn't in there now. And then over to the women. Why isn't he in there now, uh, Halpin? Because he's ranked like 200. Oh, right, right. Okay, he didn't make top 100. It's just, okay. yeah. Uh, so women, North America East, there's 33 of them. Again, I, based on what I'm looking at, only 12 of these athletes will make uh, semifinal. Or Sorry, only 12 of these athletes we'll who then the go to semifinals will make the games. Dude, look at uh, Danny is- Haran's name on there. Yeah, but look Sydney on the right Wells. side. Look on the right side and you see Emma Carey over there. She's, yeah. She's taking a spot. And then you, if you just slide her, only just slide her over. And there's some other women up and coming that are pretty good on this right side, by the way. But mm-hmm. the left side, <coughs> you go down 12 deep and you got to – I mean, it's pretty stout. There's going to be some competition at the cut line. There's a lot of team females here. Mm-hmm. How about on oh, the left side? Are there a lot of team on the left? No, on the right. Uh, Mal left. O'Brien, Daniel Brandon, Brooke Wells, Amanda Barnhart, uh, Aramo's not competing, right? Uh, Emma That's Lawson, true. Alexa Raptus, uh, Paige my, Powers. And my apologies again to Caroline. That's what her name is in the system. So. Yeah, and, Caroline uh, Spencer. She'll also go team this year. 
Who will? Caroline Spencer. Oh, says Connors. Connors on him. Just oh, okay. That, and that's Austin. Her. That's Austin's wife. Yeah. And then who are you going to bring over from that side? Emma Carey. That's eight. Okay. What do you think about Carolyn Prevo? Is she going? Uh, given everything that we're seeing here, yeah, I think she has a great chance to go because pa- because there's going to be a few missing. Uh, Paige Semenza. Yep. All right. Uh, Fisa Gaffey. Right on the cut. Ooh. She'll, I think she'll right, be eleven, twelve, or thirteen. Yeah. Annika Greer. Little. She's little, right? She's too Annika little. Annika Greer, I think, misses by a few spots. Uh, uh, Fisa Gaffey got the Madeline Sturt curse. Fisa Gaffey could make it. Like she's she's good enough to make it, but it's, I think she's going to be, you know, like I said, plus or minus two of the cut. Line. Brian's just yeah. handing out bulletin board material right now to all these athletes. Yeah, seriously. That's great. It's great motivation. <laughs> Brian, I think, uh, yeah, okay. Brian, oh, Brian uh, Shelby Neal. Is that one of your athletes, uh, JR? Is that a crash, uh, crash girl? Uh, she's She won Crucible one year. Yeah, I think Shelby's oh. going to make it this year. And I think Caroline Stanley has a really good chance, too. Who's, Car- who's Caroline? That's Caroline right Spencer. Oh, no, Caroline yeah. Connors. Okay. Stanley. Oh, yeah, under fee. Uh, so yeah, thirty three here. Next one, thirty one. So Europe, Europe has the ability to actually pass the biggest and become the biggest, which is something we've said about Europe for a little while. They're they're showing up, and there's more athletes here, and and that does even then go to show all the athletes that we just said might come off this list if they don't do individual quarterfinals. We could actually see Europe jump to being the number one uh, region. Here. So wait a second. What you're saying is that this European women's division could send out of all the divisions could send the largest group of games competitors out of all the divisions. If they have the most, if they, if they outdo East on who's in the top 100, yes, they would okay. send the most, but, but still not more than North America combined because we have no, two regions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I like all these girls. This is Sam, is Sam Briggs going for it again? Mm-hmm. I didn't even ask her that. She's not going for it again, is she? No, she's no. still ranked. I believe she's retired. Okay. No, of the women on this list, I think you could, you know, Sam Briggs will will not factor into this equation. Uh, Julie Hugard is going team. Mm, Emily Lundberg is going team. Is Evie Hollis going team? Not, I'm not sure. But uh, but also, I don't see Sarah Sigmund's daughter on this list. She'll be in the equation. She's not, yeah. Yeah, right. she will. So be. she can just, you can basically just maybe put her where Sam Briggs is and you'll just look down. There's, you know, a lot of, lot of women in Europe that have proven that they can do well at the games. On the right side, we see Emma Tall, who's been inside the top 20 at the games. We see Elisa Fuliano, who made it last year and had a great season um, in the off season. So a lot of competition in Europe for a good number of spots. But like you said, still far less than North America will get in total. Total. And we haven't looked at the women on the West yet, right? Okay, here we go. There you go. Uh, I highlighted those three. Wait, Patrick David's daughter's uh, in Europe. She has in the wrong. She's in the wrong. <laughs> she lives in Idaho. Oh, oh, my bad. Sorry, my bad. My bad. Uh, that's that's why I did highlight those three athletes. They're new to this region, although this whole region's new. But, Wait, you uh, did Oceana, and I didn't see Ellie Turner's name or Madeline Sturt. No, we have. Oh Matt no, Turner's they're coming up. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay, sorry. Ruining it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Go back. Sorry. Go back. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Cindy McLishan, as <laughs> as PC pointed out, is also new to this list. Uh, I did not highlight her. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually realize. Um, Ariel Lowen, still number one. She also won this region's Open. Um, the uh, 
And then just another one to call out. She just put it on her Instagram right before this. Elena Buds, uh, unfortunately, had an injury and she wasn't able to make quarterfinals. I don't even, I don't even know who that is. Who is she's that? on the top right there? I know, but who is she? Like, what's she done? We, uh, she, she was at the Zealous Games. Oh, oh, she's hi, Elena. Oh, she's yeah, a, of course, I remember. She's a rhino or underdog athlete. Well, let yeah. me ask you some people, and you tell me what the fuck's going on here. Al- Alessandra Pacelli retired. Still make games aspirations. I mean, this I don't understand. Like she, she was doing all the. Oh no, wait, that was was that was she in the demo videos for the judges course? Or for yeah, the yeah, Open yeah, yeah. Something. She was in some video. You're right. She was in some demo video. By the way, the still frame they chose of her was completely fucked up. Whoever chose that photo over, you're an asshole. What do you hate her? Savan definitely didn't didn't do the judges course, so it must have been in a CrossFit Open announcement. Yeah, something demo. She also yeah didn't make the quarterfinals. Um, uh, I, I'm not sure what occurred. She only did one wall walk on that last workout. So and and let me ask work. you, Bethany Shadburn, is she competing? Is that for real? Mm-hmm. I think so. I mean, and I think Kelly Clark. Kelly Clark's gonna give it another go. Yeah. No shit. I went to uh, I, good. I went to her fundraiser last year. I had fun at it. I want to go again. And look, um, my kids regardless of whether you think that that the allocation system is the best system that there could be or not in at all three of these semifinals on both the men's and women's division, when it comes down to it on the final day, there's going to be athletes on the cut line that you're like, Holy cow. There's two spots left for these four women or for these four men, because it's these regions are just getting to be that competitive. Good. That deep and that good. Good. Make it fun. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Right, if you took a spot from Asia, just saying, <laughs> and then um, the most impressive woman of the entire Open, I think, because her baby did better than most of us, uh, Tia Clarton. So <laughs> she wait. She qualified for quarterfinals. Yes. To say the least. God, that is nuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, who's Laura Clifton? I don't know who that is either. Laura Clifton. I've spoken about her several times on here when talking about the forgotten depth of the Oceania region. She took the game spot from Maddie Sturt two years ago. She competed on a team last year in Oceania because she knew that there was a very limited chance to qualify. This year, however, there's a much better chance with Tia and Kara out. It's still going to be very difficult, but I would say my the number is growing, but I think that she's one of five or six women in Oceania who could take one of those top three spots. Um, why didn't you go down five, Halpin, so that we could see who's actually going to go? I could tell you. Well, there's only four in the top 100, which is why he only showed those four here. And they only are guaranteed three Uh, spots. uh, Ah, I see. I think, okay. You would think, uh, oh, well, there it is. Ali, Laura, and Maddie are going to get the three spots. But don't forget Jamie Simmons is in this region. Oh, okay. Don't don't forget Catlin. My question didn't even make sense, Halpin. Sorry. Well, just to answer it for you, it's Bailey Rogers. (laughs) Is the next oh, one? Oh, okay. And then Gemma, and then yeah, Emma you're a good Hawk. dude. Yeah, there's a, and there are also still several up and coming women in Oceania that are very good. It's just extremely difficult to make it from there. Uh, Brandon von Drack, 680 viewers and only 140 likes. Yeah, you should better subscribe and like and all that shit, please. I have kids to feed. Uh, one more, one more thing on Tia. She uh, she put out an interesting post that she redid the last workout 
because potentially she could be an alternate on the proven team if one of the other two women was to have an issue. But she would only be eligible to do so if she did all the workouts at her gym, like Bailey. Oh, wait. No. Not like that. <laughs> Not. Really real. Hey. She'd do it wherever she'd like. Oh, wait a second. Mm-hmm. When is the baby due? May? Yep. So it's conceivable that Tia could go to the games on a team? She yes. would be an alternate. Yeah. It's an interesting scenario because I think they're only allowed one alternate female and one alternate male. So it'd be putting a lot of eggs in that basket to put Tia in that spot. But yes. And no, I, I mean, mean, that's a good basket. Throw your eggs in though, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. Hey, Patrick Clark. Don't fu- Patrick Clark doesn't fuck around. Tia going team this year. I would. I mean, this. <laughs> she's gonna, she wants to extend the streak. Uh, take, Jack, it, Jack, take a year uh, off, have Claire's a baby, fired. and win the affiliate cup is pretty <laughs> is a pretty good year off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, we lost Jr. again. Okay. Well, any uh, more last, last couple. There's four women in Africa. <clears throat> um, the next woman down is pretty far down the list. In case Michelle Moran competing down. team this year, but the other three should be in Africa. And actually, I think it's going to be a decent battle between some of them for that top spot. Okay. Uh, no shot for Tia says oh. Chase. He has kids. He knows. Uh, s- There's so many continents. South America sends two. There's three athletes total in there. They're not going to forget about Sasha Nieves, Who's going to be in the mix down there as well. Mm-hmm. She doesn't. Yeah. Similar. Another mayhem athlete that didn't do individual quarterfinals so she's not right hey you yet. think she's also, going also you think we're aware of the name louisa marquez she she should be in the battle for the uh two spots there also tommy's sister yeah. tommy's sister uh distant cousin that and that's an important thing to say here oh, okay yeah asia has uh, just uh seen oh it. this never there's only seven continents and we've looked at fucking 18 slides what the fuck is going on <laughs> There's two, there's two genders. So, uh, <laughs> infinite genders. Uh, I didn't realize I made that statement that way. Um, there is an important thing to say, and I think I've seen some comments. These aren't Brian's rankings. Uh, these are just the worldwide rankings, and these aren't the only athletes that could potentially go to the games. Any athlete could just show up and go to the games if they win if they win a spot. So these athletes are just the ones that inform how many uh, athletes can go to the games out of those. So, so with that, I'm saying names here, Brian obviously just listed off a few others uh, like Sasha or like others from South America. They could potentially go to the games. They could potentially win the games. Uh, They're just not currently ranked. So God, you're so optimistic. (laughs) Dewan Young is not uh, winning the games. (laughs) <laughs> just in case you were just like you're on you think helping he thinks like, she's going to take the second spot in asia behind saher kaya and i think that there's a good chance that she will depending on whether the russian women actually show up to semifinals this year or not uh, oh i like this pierre venditti if t is ready there will be an injury to taylor oh that's the team she would go on there's no fucking chance she's going on that team well, that's what I was going to say is, you know, Andrea and Taylor have a pretty good history of yeah, there's staying no healthy fucking, enough to compete. 
Yeah, there's no way that team has a chance to to win. If it wasn't for Invictus, that team would have a chance to win. <clears throat> Seven, we're gonna have to make a little bet on the teams division this year. I think. Okay, you're riding Invictus to the death. Yes, Invictus loves Fernandez. to thrive on me sleeping on them. So I'm gonna. That is officially the last else. slide. Okay. Well, thank you. Uh, okay, like I'm coming, Bailey. Shit, guys, I gotta go. You gotta go. <laughs> Ours only open for uh, three, three and a half more hours. Yeah, you and Bailey gotta get. You got, you got yeah. places to be. <laughs> Mr. Beaver. Well, um, Bailey and I will do our first toast to you, Mr. Beaver. Thanks, guys. Claire, thanks for coming on, Mr. Halpin. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. Uh, Mr. Halpin, I don't regret having you on mm. at all. Zero. Oh, wow. here, that's pretty good, right? That's all I can do. Brian, when Brian, will you look at will you look that uh that way? Like that? Get more. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Like, that's good. Look, look, Screenshot. Like, like look. look. Did you get what you needed? Does it look like I'm blowing Claire a kiss? Does it look like it's, it's like the Brady Bunch? I'll look up mm. at <laughs> look up at Caleb. <laughs> and I'm really I'm just looking at a wall. Am I looking up at Brian? <laughs> no, you're looking up at, uh, at Caleb. Yeah. Brady Bunch. How old are you? You're not old enough to know that show. Well, apparently I am. <laughs> uh, I apologize, uh, Claire, for Edwin objectifying you. Uh, Claire, Claire, I'm damn. I'm for the diversity, guys. I mean, yeah, I damn, Claire is hot. I'm just here to help you out, you know? You bring Caleb on and all of a sudden Claire turns hot. It's weird how that happens. Relativity. All right, guys. Uh, thank you, everyone, for watching. Uh, tomorrow, 11 a.m., Mr. Rich Froning. I don't think that there is. Oh, and I think we're going to do a late-night show tomorrow night. So I'm pretty excited about that, like a real late-night show, a live call-in show. Look at Caleb's getting excited. And uh, we will see you guys then. Halpin, I liked you more than 